Hey everyone and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mail Fuzz TV. I am Peter and joining me as always is Matt. Hey, what's up? Carter's here too. Yeah, just about. Yes, looking very ghostly on the on the video version today. Uh, it's, it's like... Uh, There's a white screen open ready for, for the news articles. Uh-huh. I wasn't really looking for an explanation. I was just, I was just going to go into a joke about you being a ghost and being a dead ginger or something like that. I don't know what I was doing, but it was going to be more uh, lighthearted. I, and you just I, very... I, I sound less dead than you do. You, you just went really dead beat and went. <sighs> yeah, there's a white screen open for the. For yeah, the news. because uh. it's just an easy explanation, and you can just get over it. No! This is episode 172 of the Comics Podcast. We uh, talk about DC Comics on this show every week, as we do. And coming up on this week's show, we have Gotham City Monsters number one, Event Leviathan number four. Is it number four or is it number five? Have I, have I skipped a number somewhere? Um, hold on. I think it's four. Failed to move a number? It's number four. I second Connor guess myself. No, don't never say that sentence. That sentence is the worst thing to say in the history of humanity. If factually correct, it's kind of hard to disagree. You just gloss over it. You just don't acknowledge it. It's fine. It's fine. Jeez. Oh, oh, Easy peasy. Uh, Batman 78. We got Wonder Woman 78. We have The Flash 78. We have Young Justice number 8. Batman The Outsiders number 5. Wonder Twins number 7. Hawkman 16. And Riddler, You're the Villain number 1. Uh, so that's what's coming up on this week's show. But of course, we also had solicits, so that'll be the, the bulk of the, the, the news and whatnot, uh, which we'll get into soon. And I am getting over a cold or the flu, so uh, apologies for any little noises that might come from me. I feel much you better just now. Tell, you, you can tell in your voice it, it sounds <coughs> ill still. What's funny is, though, is when I actually felt terrible and had no energy and just couldn't do anything, I sounded okay. Like, my voice was fine during that portion of the, the illness. But now that I feel generally pretty okay, my voice just sounds really weird. Sounds terrible. Yeah. Well, I don't even know. Matt's just sitting there with a smirk in his face. Connor's just sounding <laughs> half dead. He looks, I mean, he looks like all dead, but he sounds half dead. It was a long day at work. Long day at work. I've had a long week. I've been miserable all week. I've been sick. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday were like torture. Yeah, but hell. they were like ages ago. <laughs> I don't get sick, so when I do get sick, it's balls to the wall, off the rails, can't can't handle stuff. So, you know, I feel you a little, Pete. I don't think I do. know. the opening of that little statement was, I don't get sick, so when I do get yeah. sick, yeah. So normally it doesn't happen. Like my wife gets sick like <clears throat> six times a year. It's like once every other month. When I get sick, it's one time. It it's that's when all illness leaves my body. Uh, Most of the time, I just feel broken down, you know, bad leg, bad hip. So that, that's where my in my back. So is there any part of yeah. your body that does not feel bad right now, Matt? My left ear. That's feeling great. Left ear's feeling good. That's excellent. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes it itches. I feel though. like Pete just thought about shouting into the left side of the mic. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I, don't, I don't think my mic or, or Skype broadcasts it in stereo. I don't think... Uh, probably doesn't, because no. Skype's terrible. But, yes, yeah, so maybe I should go go to the left. I mean, I wouldn't, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, 
That sounded really desperate on Matt's part there. Yeah, don't uh, don't do that, please. Just because yeah. you can doesn't mean you should. I I have been uh, binging news radio. I started it last Saturday. Oh. I start I start I started it after we recorded last week because uh, season one's only seven episodes, and I watched all seven of those on Saturday night last week. And because I got ill and I was doing less stuff in the first half of the week, I I got through all of season two and like a chunk of season three. So, um, nice. I'm I'm deep into that. No, never seen an episode. Me either. And I and I love Phil Hartman and I like Joe Rogan, so it's weird. That's something I should be all over. You pro- you probably should. It's uh yeah. it's pretty enjoyable. Um. Yeah, I'd never seen it before either. It was just, it would recommend it to me by a few people, including our very own Timothy Vargulis. Yeah, but you always know, you don't know if he's messing with you or not. That's like when true. he recommends something, you don't know, like, until you actually watch it, you're like, oh, Tim, that's on me for believing him. <laughs> uh, yeah, do you know what? This, this week's episode of the Ace or sci fi movie podcast that I do with Tara, uh, it was Terminator 3, was the movie. And. Yeah, it was a good conversation. It was one of our best episodes. It was like two plus hours, like going into that movie. Which, by the way, if you have like vague memories of Terminator Three, because you've probably not watched it in fifteen years, trust me, it's worse than you remember. Um, but is it worse than Genesis though? It's not worse than Genesis, but I think it's yeah. it's not as I think it's, I always thought of it as been the best post Terminator Two Terminator film. No. I'm fairly certain Salvation is better than Terminator yeah. Three. Because the thing with Salvation is, despite being directed by Mick G. It's not a very good Terminator movie, but it's still a pretty cool sci-fi movie, you know. Um, Rise of the Machines. Anytime it comes on TV, I can watch for like five minutes, and I'm just like, oh. Talk Even to this the John hand. Connor annoys me. Yeah, that's a Dark Fate. The more trailer I see, I got the new trailer last week, I think, and on the big screen. Um, looks makes me want to see it more. Yeah, it does look. It looks annoyingly not bad. Yeah, it looks anno- annoyingly. Yeah. There's like some optimism for it, which I don't want yeah. because I've been burned and, multiple times. Yeah. But anyway, the yeah. point I was getting at is that I, you know, as per usual on the on the Twitters, you, you you post out the new episodes of the things we put up, and I'm like, oh hey, we did, you know, Terminator Three this week. It was a good discussion. Blah blah blah. And Tim responded to this on Twitter with, "Finally, a good movie." Oh, Timmy. I, I, I don't even... I don't understand sometimes. It's one of those where sometimes he might be genuinely serious <sighs> on that. Like, you just... There's just a small chance that... that he believes that. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. He's, he's done his job of keeping me guessing. You have to you have to look into his eye. That, that's the only way you can tell. But even, but even then... Even then, no, tell. I don't know, yeah. I could tell. I could if I if I can look I, at his face as he's saying something. I could tell. I was there when he asked Mario if it was true that they had moved the New York Comic Con to the head of the Statue of Liberty, and he said it with a straight face, and I couldn't even get through that <laughs> with a straight face. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know, uh, Timmy. I thought the end of that joke was going to be like they've moved New York Comic Con to. Oh. Like New Jersey, but it's no. still called New York Comica. <laughs> no, but because when he said it, it sounded like he had had real information that they moved it from one place to the other, and then he just drops the head of the Statue of Liberty, <laughs> and you're just like, Tim, are you kidding? I can't tell. Um, but yeah, he also last night I, I watched the Third Man, 
since it's been sitting on my Netflix queue forever. Well, that's a good movie. Yeah, it's decent. Like I, I think I've definitely seen better noirs. The the score is what sticks out the most for me on that one. All played on a zither does not match the tone of the movie, and I think that's why it works. Yeah, although I was uh, confused the first time I watched it because I was expecting Hulk Hogan. <laughs> there we go. But Tim Tim made the joke. I've never heard of that superhero, the third man. <laughs> and <laughs> and then it became, I don't know if I could watch without seeing the first or second man. Um, which now I hope he goes and watches first man. It has nothing to do with Harry Lime or post-war Vienna. Yeah, the question is then, so, so there's a movie called First Man and there's a, the Third yeah. Man. Is there a movie yeah. called The Second Man that we can yeah. complete this this weird trilogy? If, yeah. if not, I guess you just have to make it. Yep, so. But yeah. Um, well, what would it be about? Huh? Oh, The Second Man? Yeah, what would The Second Man even be about? Um, it's a sports movie and it's about the, second, the backup quarterback and how shenanigans ensue. Because he only took the job to, you know, to not play the game. Whoever, just whoever always comes second after Usain Bolt. <laughs> that too. Oh, the frustration of, be, of being the second best in the world, but never the getting any recognition. The second fastest man. Yeah. yeah. I'm convinced Usain Bolt taps into the Speed Force. <laughs> it makes no sense otherwise. It's true. And wasn't he a converted soccer player? <clears throat> he grew up playing soccer and they're like you're really fast you should try to track yeah yeah yeah, yeah he, he still does the occasional uh charity match yeah yeah and so but i know tracks big in jamaica because i've listened to a couple of malcolm gladwell shows where they talk about track and whatnot and running so i mean i could have my story back i, 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 I know i know track is big in jamaica because the opening of cool runnings shows me that he's training yeah. for a track yeah yeah I haven't seen that movie in years. And That's... Disney had quite a run of sports movies in the 90s. It's been a while, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Kill Runnings, Matey Ducks. They nice little uh, batch of them. Angels in the Outfield. Air Bud. I'm counting that one. I, I mean, sure. I, yeah? I'm not going to fight you on it. Never seen it. I mean, the more those movies go, the, the crazier <coughs> they get. Air Bud, of course. Yeah, isn't there like Air Bud Seven or something like that? I'm sure. Like... Well, yeah, and he has and he has puppies and they talk and it's not the you know, definitely not the story of a of a boy that needs his dog, you know, that was mistreated. So, oh, but yeah, and now what's weird is Disney doesn't you know they they produce these sports movies and then they bury them. Like it's been years, and I still have not seen Million Dollar Arm, and I really want to watch it, but it's incredibly hard to find. Hmm. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, everyone knows how my week was. Connor, how was your week? Um, it was fine. I had a friend's run on Thursday night, and I was up drinking till like half four in the morning, and then realized. So I a normal night for day. you. <laughs> so. So it was a Thursday, know. is what you're saying. It was a yeah, Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Wait, wait. What day did we used to our own? Friday. It was Tuesday or Wednesday, typically, I think. Yeah, so, so not a Thursday, not a typical Thursday, because not a typical Thursday, because I work every Friday. So, um, so. You know, did it ever occur to you that you could just hang out and not drink? I could, but yeah, you know, I just had a few whiskeys, and then it just 
Yeah, <laughs> but just kept boring and really think about it. With friends yeah. like yeah. Connors, though, I think you have to yeah. have the booze. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Again, I'm the guy that goes to the tiki bar and orders the Dole Whip, so you know. <coughs> I can't. I'm not one to, uh, to uh, judge. I've been watching some more. Dra- I finished off Dragon Ball. Uh, moved on to Dragon Ball Kai. Figured I'd go with Kai instead of the the traditional Z because Kai, if you're not familiar, is is essentially a recut. <laughs> uh, they cut out all the filler and uh, condensed it down quite significantly. It's uh, it's it's probably about half the length overall. They so reanimated it. Episodes, it. <laughs> no, it's I think it's about. Um, I think it's just over 150 <coughs> episodes as opposed to the the original like 300. Oh, Good lord. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, tw- 20 minute episodes, to be fair. I like the idea of Dragon Ball, but then I hear about there's a whole episode of One Man Walking, and I'm just like. Yeah, yeah, that's got. Like, I, I looked into out. it. Uh, Snake out. Way, which is Goku had to you know, walk along the, the million mile road. Uh, yeah. In the original, is like, depending on if you watch the sub or the dub, it's between like six and eight episodes or something like that. Yeah. Um, or, or, or maybe even longer. I'm not sure. On this, it's it starts in one episode and finishes in the next, and it yeah. just ignores all of it. It's great. Yep, that's that's one fandom I'll never understand. I'm glad people like it, but I just I'm not. It's definitely not for me. I, I do get the over nine thousand. I yeah. get that, but yeah. other than that, it's come up a pop culture staple, though, hasn't it? Yes. Yeah, it has. You know. That's, that's fine. Yes, I, I used to be a point in my life where that stuff used to irritate me because I wasn't into it, and then I was like, "Wow, that's a stupid way to go about things." Yeah. <laughs> don't get me wrong; I still like Batman for that reason, but still. <laughs> well, that's Batman. <laughs> yeah. It was a bold choice to call their villain. Uh, was it Vegemite as the villain? And, Vegeta. Uh, yeah, Vegeta? I thought Vegeta's a isn't isn't Vegeta an antihero? Eventually, yes. He okay, starts off he... as a villain, gotcha. um, but he, he he gets better as it, as it goes on. Oh, Batista! Batista's the villain Batista. in Dragon Ball. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There, I I do know there's a character that's essentially a genie, that's like a big pink blob. Majin Buu. There you go. Yes. Uh, so. Good old Buu. That's B W, for for anyone interested. No, Not the W. No it's B U U. No yes. one was interested. No one, no, no one wanted to know that. Nope. Uh, no. One. Well, did, are you done with Glow? No. Yeah. No. 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 I've got a few episodes okay. left. I'm not enjoying the season. No. No. Why? I did love that episode you, you told me about. I think it was episode five. Yeah. Where they all switch. Uh, that was fun. But this one is. It's not clicking with me. That's odd. I've seen that. I've seen positive up. buzz online, so I'm curious to see how I feel about the last few. Yeah, but yeah, I'm on episode seven, and I'm not. I don't okay. know. It just feels like something. Feels like something's missing. So, I mean, I'm gonna finish it out. It's just not not timely. Um, yes, I I do enjoy uh, intentionally getting anime names wrong just to upset people. It's one of yes. my favorite pastimes. Carter's always trying to get me to watch Cowboy Seesaw or something like that. I don't know. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I'm hilarious at times, you know. It's that. just Jake Gyllenhaal on a seesaw. 
I think you just like killed Pete a little bit there. Uh, <laughs> well, no, who's an else say? Jake Gyllenhaal and. Well, it would be Heath Ledger, but you know, uh, uh, can't. He's so he's just on one end waiting for his friend to show up. Oh, oh, because of Brokeback Mountain. I was wondering why he said Heath yeah. Ledger. I, I was like, why, yeah. why did you say Heath Ledger? You just dragged the tone down for no reason. I'm like, oh, yeah. Brokeback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <sighs> All right, anyway. Uh, let's talk about solicits. We have solicits and news yeah. uh, to talk about. Uh, December solicits specifically. Uh, before we get into solicits, I'll just do a, little, a couple of quick things before then. Uh, Batman Superman issue 4 is coming out a week earlier than planned. Uh, it's going to come out on November 20th. So... Despite the fact that they moved issue one to week four, and then it seemed like they were going to keep it there, uh, issue four is now moving to week three. Which is not terrible for us. No, week three has been a bit quieter traditionally, so sure. Why not? Yeah. Uh, shan't complain. Uh, and then the other thing is that Wonder Woman 83, which was maybe the second issue in November, November, has been pushed to December, and there is no issues solicited in December solicits for December. And part of the reason for this, uh, obviously, we know we're also we're switching to single shipping anyway. Come the start, uh, come next year, unless they've changed their mind about that. It's been a while since we heard about it, but yeah, uh, but they always said January, and this is like, well, new writer in in November. Let's just just start there, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so apparently this is uh, mainly to do because uh, they're prepping the 750th issue of Wonder Woman, which uh, will be January's number 84. So, uh, yeah, they didn't really do much for 700. They had that that variant cover, and that was about it. Yeah, they did the same with Flash, didn't they? Uh, and yeah. uh, Batman and uh, one other one. Superman for 800. Superman? Yeah. yeah. It, was all, it, was all, it was all the 800 and 700 that those big yeah. characters were hitting at the same time, or more or less. Yeah. Within a couple of months of each other. Yeah. Well, so... it, it had to have been Batman 800 as well, right? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Because I remember, I remember pre-New 52, the Batman 700, they made a big deal about, and that was like a... a... Eight dollar book. Yeah, it was Bat. It was Batman and Superman eight hundred and Wonder Woman yeah. and Flash seven hundred were the the main right. stones that were hit. Uh, so I guess we've got Flash seven fifty coming as well. Yeah, yeah, that would be soon. Soon, yeah, soon, yeah. soon after. Because they were around the same time, I'm sure. Yeah, they were a few months each other, and if Flash is double shipping for one month longer or two months longer, then it should get there fairly quickly, unless they're just not doing anything for it. Yeah. It's possible. That is what I appreciate about Marvel right now is that they have the legacy number underneath. Mm. So like, uh, Thor sixteen was was legacy number seven twenty five or something I would like be that. Okay with it if they didn't and, feel the need to cheat yeah. with some of those numbers. Well, yeah, but then but then King Thor that just came out this week is is the next legacy number, even though it's you know, it's on miniseries. Yeah, that's annoying. That's really goddamn yeah. annoying. Yeah. They did the one in the middle of Avengers. Uh, early on in the, the Aaron run, they did like a 10-issue a weekly thing. Yeah. And so, you know, it was issued, like, hyper, uh, I'm not sure, it was like between like seven and eight Aven- Avengers. It just jumps up. The legacy number just jumps up like by 10. Because yeah. that, that, that those 10 issues just uh, Actually, I think it was worse than that. I think it was like 16. Was it that many? Uh, I, I think it was. It was yeah, because really... that—that's where that weird character came from, like the last character, right? There was that miniseries. Yeah, because it was a sequel to the last big arc yeah. of the previous Avengers book. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, I, I mean, the one thing about DC's legacy numbering, whenever they sort of like whip those numbers out, is that I've actually checked in the past, and the the ones I've checked have all worked out. <laughs> They've they all been accurate. They line up with what you think should yeah. be correct. Yeah, you just, you just take the, the four or five big volumes, you just add the numbers together, and you get the same numbers they, they've got. So it's like, there's no funny business. They're not counting all these things that'll be like, yeah, <clears throat> this will all count. Yeah. Uh, the, the the most egregious one was Ultimate Spider-Man, where they got to issue two hundred, and no one even knows how, because even if you add in all the annuals, right. you add in the miniseries and the event tie-ins, it still doesn't get to two hundred. But for some reason, they 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 claim they hit two hundred. So, madness. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, best guy had the proper solicits then, so we'll work through as we always do, and whatever order they've got them in, and we'll see what's here. Uh, first up, we have the first issue of a four issue. Uh, event mini uh, which is tying into year of the villain uh with james tain in the fourth rating steve eptain on art which i mean yes please. That, that, I mean, that is very tempting at, at that point i'm kind of there already no matter what they say um but are you sick of the batman who laughs just was yes. it last week or the week before we were talking about how they really need to have some time off before they bring him back yeah. again and here we are in december where this is spinning right out of uh, Batman Superman 5, apparently, or, yeah. Yeah, I think it follows on from Justice League 38 and Batman Superman 5, which is the end of their respective arcs. Oh, well, Batman Superman 5, I don't think, is out yet. Is it? Oh, I think be... it's out earlier in that month. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we'll get there later, presumably, then, in the slices. But, um, so this is a four-issue mini, a $5 book and oh does not seem to be larger in size it seems to be the regular page count uh so unless there's less ads 30 pages yeah yeah it could be less ads but it could be just we're they switching get, they, feel they can get away with it for event books now well obviously marvel are getting away with it with a lot more yeah but that's how marvel started doing it they started with just the events and then it started yeah. to be issue ones and then it started to be yeah. more and more um dc uh, still behind it is only a matter of time till they go up there because it always was going to be um so just enjoy it while it lasts yeah hopefully they hold it as much as they can but um yeah so this is year of the villain hell arisen issue one so you're gonna, get, you're gonna get four of these uh, if, if you don't want to be spoiled on who batman hell our secret six are <laughs> uh, don't look at this cover <laughs> that that's all because it, yeah. it'd be pretty easy to skip solicits but if you come across this cover, just just don't click on it if you don't want to be spoiled. Luckily, it's, it's got all six of them there. Userama won't load it for me, but I can That's kind good. of I can make out one of them though at the side. Yeah. Well, we like we we know about Shazam and we know about Supergirl from from solicits before. Yeah. Um, couple others that I'll I won't say. Just in no, case. No, there's definitely one more that we knew about from last month's solicits because they yep. had a one shot. Yeah. Yep. yep. So. Um, there's a couple more one shots in here. Uh, one character was definitely a surprise, but um, yeah. if, if all of these characters came together as a team, non-infected, I would definitely read that book. Oh sure, because it, it it's my kind of thing of these uh, you know these different characters that normally don't associate get thrown together as a team. Um, so you know, I just it's actually a quite gorgeous cover because yeah, it is. It's, it's very nice. I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, I'm tired of Batman Who Laughs. I want him gone. I hope this means this is the, the end. There has been uh, zero downtime almost between any yeah. of his, his like, appearances in different yeah. series. Like, Well, I just, 
Like, like, we had a couple of months after the end of metal. No, but that doesn't even count because they only no, no, announced the money. I know, I know. Relatively speaking, it doesn't count. I'm just saying it's it was the longest we went. Ooh. Yeah, but well, we we the, knew what? it was coming. We already knew the next time he was going to appear. So like he needs time off. We go a year without even knowing when he's coming next. Or a couple. Yeah. Or a couple. Yeah. Um, who was who the big uh, bat god? Uh, Babastus? Uh, Babatos? Yeah, Barbatos. Barbatos, yes, there you go. Like, like, we got some shenanigans with Barbatos being like, oh, foiled again here. And we pluck another Batman who laughs out, you know? But this same one keeps getting out, and it's very frustrating. It, just, like, it feels like they, they, they had something that was had a cool look and people liked, yeah. and this is almost like a WWE where they just have to run the idea into the ground by just overdoing it, like, yeah. immediately. Yeah, definitely. He was in Justice but, League. He was in Batman Superman. And, you know, yeah. I enjoyed that first issue so far. And this might even be really good, this little mini. But The, well, the only thing the... I will give it the benefit of the doubt here is that it does seem to be an extension of, especially the Batman Superman stuff, where, okay, we, yeah. we already accepted he's in Batman Superman. We, we already went over that. We're maybe not the happiest about it, but we've, that's a fact. This is not necessarily a whole extra thing he's in. This is kind of an extension of that same story. Well, no, you say no, that, it... but all, all that says to me is that their plans in general just to keep him around forever. I mean, the next thing after this may be an extension of this story. Like, Yeah, my, my only thing with that is, like, if this was, like, him and Batman Superman worked for me because it was his presence. You can keep his presence. He came up and messed things up, right? And I, I want to see how characters react to that. But to have him keep, like basically just be the, the main problem with Arkham Asylum is these guys keep getting out. But now it's on a grander level that Batman Who Laughs just keeps getting out. I just... It's a it's a problem, just story-wise. You say it keeps getting out. How did um how did the Batman Who Laughs mini end? Did he... Was he... Oh, they, they, the yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they locked him up. Like, they they threw him at the bottom of the, the um, Hall of Justice. Right, the Batman okay. got him. So... And now he's seemingly out again, and I'm just like, can can we not? What's going on here? Mm, also, because uh, Tim said something to me this week, and I kind of echo this a little bit, and not not to the extreme that he said it, but he saw James Tynion and he saw Steve Epting, yeah. and then saw Batman who last was involved, and kind of lost a lot of his interest. And I, I, I'm still, I don't worry, I'm still going to read it, I'm still going to try it, and it may still be yeah. great. But I have to admit, I was like, oh, those two on a book, oh, it's Batman who last stuff I mean like, again. It went down a little bit for me, uh, but I don't think near the extent of of you guys or Tim, because I I really oh, no, I, I love Epting I enough that okay I'm there. I'm I'm there for Batman Superman. Like I wasn't here for that episode, but I gave it really high, really high marks. Yeah, you liked it a lot more. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and so I'm here for this. I just knowing that the Batman who laughs is here, I'm just kind of like, eh. But I trust Tynan. I trust Tynan more than Snyder at this point. So. Um, maybe, maybe it'll be a little bit different. Uh, you know, maybe the the writing of Batman Who Laughs won't, you know, want to make me jam stuff in my eyes. All I'll say is, all, yeah. all the people who said they were sick of seeing the Joker too often, this is your fault. Because all they've done is swap the Joker for Batman Joker. They, You're welcome. They gave him Batman ears. It's still <laughs> the Joker. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we get more Year of the Villain one-shots. We have Harley Quinn oh. Year of the Villain issue one by Mark Russell with art by Mike Norton. Uh, that is like all the other ones, five dollars, forty pages, you know, bigger book. Uh, so that's coming out, and then we also have Ocean Master Year of the Villain issue one, written by Dan Waters with art by Miguel yeah. Madoncha. Yes, Dan Waters is writing 
Ocean Master, yes. Ocean Master's a... Very funny. Uh, that Harley to be one, fair, it's I... two T's, so it could be Waters. Not, yeah. True. True. But, still, but I just read Ocean Master, so... Phonetically. Yeah, Waters I, I know. Was, was what um, I had in my head, so... So that Harley one looked to me like it was an Amanda Connor Palmiati, right? Just based off of the cover. Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's Amanda Connor it, cover. Right, and I wanted to skip it, but then I saw Mark Russell, and I'm like, oh, now I'm more interested. Yeah, he seems to be uh, doing one of these a month because he had, you know, yeah. uh, Red Lord this week. He had last he month. Sinestro. Sinestro, it's so. kind of an ongoing gig, even though they're unrelated. Yeah. Kind of. He's really good. He's really good at these one-off stories. So, um, I'm, I'll probably check it out. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got the Lolo Woods. This is a black label book. Uh, is this one of the Joe Hill horror? It sounds yeah, like one Hell of the House. Joe Hill books, but I don't remember it's, this one being DC. in the announcement. Yeah, this is the one in Shadow to Think, Pennsylvania. It's been on fire. We said it was like Silent Hill. Right, okay. We, okay. We talked about it. Um, and this is DC and Hill House Comics present. So yeah. When Elle and Octavia uh-huh. wake up in a movie theater with no memory of the last few hours of their lives, the two teenage dirtbags begin a t- <laughs> teenage dirtbag, baby. Yeah, I did uh, the same thing. Uh, begin a surreal and terrifying journey to discover the truth about the strange town they call home. Okay, all right. Uh, so that is a six issue mini. Uh, so that's starting. What was interesting to me there is it doesn't mention the the backup that was ongoing through the other two. Uh, no, but this is a this is a, a mini. This is one of six. They're all so, minis, I think. Sure. I thought they were all minis. They? Yeah. yeah, they're all minis. Oh shoot! It, it just may not be every single. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know. This this comes out on the eighteenth. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to plot all these out. So the Hill House books. Um, and then next up we we got oh god it's this one. Uh, the Dark Knight Returns: The Golden Child issue one, written by Frank Miller with art and cover by Raphael Grampa. Hey, at least he's not drawing it. Uh, that's that's true. That's true. Here I'm going to read this. This is obviously is a, a follow up. This is uh, Black Label. It's a one shot. Admittedly, it's not a series. Six dollars forty-eight pages. It's respectably priced, you know. Yeah, can't argue with that. Yeah, the price yeah. is fine for what it is. I mean, quality, of course, is an all debate, but sure. But um, there were a lot of people who really liked uh, <coughs> the Dark Knight Three, didn't they? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so it's been three years since the events of Dark Knight Three: The Master Race. Lara has spent the time learning to be more human, and Carrie Kelly has been growing into her new role as Batwoman. But after terrifying evil has returned to Gotham City, Lara and Carrie must. Carrie, <laughs> I was Larry and Carrie is a weird pair of names to say back to back together. Yeah. Uh, they must team up to stop this growing threat, and they have a secret weapon. Young Jonathan Kent, the Golden Child, has a power inside him unlike anything the world has ever seen, and it's about to be unleashed. So he's bringing John Kent into. Uh... Yeah, from what I've read, uh, John Kent was in the Master Race oh, was as okay. a, as a baby, because um, Lara, his his older sister, and they are the kids of. Superman and Wonder Woman. I just like that the artist's last name is Grandpa. <laughs> and I know people are excited over it. I don't if, if the art looks like it does on the cover. I'm not a fan. Yeah, it's a personal taste I'm thing. A huge fan, but people seem to be a big fan of yeah. of his art. Yeah, people are getting yeah. really excited by that. And I don't know. I don't see it personally. Nope. Well, I mean. I think it's safe to say none of us want to try this, especially since it's a follow-up to the last one, which none of us read. So I haven't read Hard the second one. I, re- I read the first issue of Dark Knight Strikes Again and didn't continue with it. 
It's it's banana pants crazy. Um, I've heard Grant Morrison justify it because of the headspace Miller was in and whatnot post 9-11. Yeah, it still doesn't make me want to read it. Let's get to some more exciting news. I have to play a little sound clip. Yeah. Here. I have to get a little sound clip for this, but get, get it. Tom Taylor. Because we do have the announcement this week, the official reveal of what Tom Taylor's doing. It was a Suicide Squad book. It is Suicide Squad yep. issue one. Tom Taylor writing with Bruno Redondo on the art. Yeah. I will read you the description. Um, issue one here is a five dollar book, but it is bigger. It's a forty page issue one. Forty page. So yes, uh, it's bigger. Uh, so here's the here's the description here. Let's listen. Task Force X, nicknamed the Suicide Squad, unites some of the DCU's unlikeliest villains for this bloody series yet. The squad's new mission is to neutralize a new group of international super terrorists known as the Revolutionaries, and not everyone on either side will make it out alive. But when the US government's most deniable team of do-badders, do-badders, come on, do-better, uh, realizes that the surviving Revolutionaries will be joining the squad, all hell breaks loose. Who can Harley Quinn and Deadshot trust when their new teammates are the very people their their crew was assigned to kill? The Suicide, the Suicide Squad doesn't just need to worry about surviving their next mission, now they have to survive each other. The acclaimed and justice creative team of Tom Taylor and artist Bruno Redondo reunite for their wildest incarnation of the squad ever seen. And this is in continuity, which is cool because is. Taylor's um, not been doing yep. a bunch of that recently. He's been given a, he gave a nice big interview when they announced this. Yep. Um, I know he said, uh, issue two is basically a whole new issue one because that's yeah. how much things are just you know fluid in this book uh he, he said he can't even promise that amanda waller is alive at the end of the first issue so <laughs> no, no one is safe i love um, it and he also said you know because there's a lot of new characters he's been showing off you know you presumably, have thylacine yeah presumably jog. the revolutionaries i, I have yeah, so i have to imagine though we, for the sake of surprising is that he won't just kill all them off first because that'd be well, easy and that's thing to what do. he said he goes wait a minute why would I kill the new characters that we barely get to know when I have all of the DC Comics ones that I can kill off? <laughs> so he's, yeah. Um, and I feel like he's he's become a name enough that he has some sway to kill probably mm -hmm. not Harley or, or Deadshot, admittedly. Yeah. Some of the I, I would say. Um, so I'm trying to look up these other ones, and I can't find the article now. Uh, but he has someone called Zebra Man there that he just added because he wanted Zebra Man on the team. Yeah. Um, King Shark's there. How'd you do? King Shark's still there. I can't remember her name. I know she steals things. Um, that's like her thing. No, she she's a bird themed character. Magpie. Um, Magpie. Thank you. Uh, and I just know that because magpies are they they steal coins and shiny yes. objects for their nests. I like Magpie. Magpies. Yeah. A well, and and so does he. And when he said, you know. I, I chose Magpie for this opening team because of, of how she relates to Superman and Batman uh, and whatnot. I was like, oh, man, he's really put some thought. It's not just wait, wait, you're Superman me, because he went home. You're telling me it's possible to like Tom Taylor more than I already did? Yeah, right? It's weird. <laughs> what I'll say Again, is that I typically would not get super excited about a Suicide Squad book, but mm. Tom Taylor's a name to kind of go, well... <laughs> I, I think that's same yep. thing. None of us would traditionally be that excited no, no, I'm, I'm always open to trying one but they've mostly yeah. disappointed there was There's... like a four issue run in the new 52 by cop that was pretty good yeah um, yeah yeah and for the record i've never i've never read ostrander's original you know 80s 
No, I, yeah. I was talking about talking Superman when this got announced, and like I just feel like the concept of Suicide Squad is great, where you get these characters thrown together and they have to learn to be a team. Um, but I just feel like the, the best to ever do that was Gail Simone in Secret Six, not that first incarnation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I get that, you know, Secret Six there. I don't need it from Suicide Squad. And I just feel like if you're going to do the, the government black ops things, you know, that's what Checkmate's for. Or, you know, like... To, to be fair, by all accounts, given that Event Leviathan is planning on you know things being completely shaken up by the end of it if not already yeah. i don't know you guys can can talk about that in a bit yeah. um, maybe it won't be as traditional as as it has been before well no but i just mean like that's why i've never been into suicide squad i can get that stuff <coughs> other places and just anytime i've i've read it you know when it relaunched the new 52 i read the first year's worth and it was fine it just never was you know um but no, this is definitely something I'm going to check out because of who's involved. And it, it reunites him with Bruno Redondo from uh, from uh, uh, da, 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 the video game Injustice. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, also, uh, notably, week three, which... Yeah? John, on that note, yes? um, we, we should point out uh, there is no books publishing the week of Christmas this year. No. I think they did that last year as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there were only... You know, three three publishing weeks in December this so year. So is there a... There's a fifth Wednesday in January. Yeah. So so we're just going to get, yeah, week four on the first week of January again next year. I would suspect yeah. so. And well, I know there's and at because... least a couple of things in here that are scheduled for the, Chris... that first week of January. Yeah. Well, Christmas Day is falls on a Wednesday this year. Mm. So yeah. last year it was on a Tuesday, so that messed with shipping as well. So they're just not going to... They're just not fine. bothering, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, I mean, it gives us another easier time to do our awards episode because it means we have yeah. no books. Uh, so, easy peasy. Uh, but yeah. um, next up, we have a couple of one-shots, uh, and I know people. some people aren't happy about these. Don- Donna Troy fans are heartbroken right now. They've been waiting for Donna Troy material, and they get a one-shot <laughs> oh, where all she's... All three of you guys. I, I mean, <laughs> it's fine. Donna Troy I has fans. Cool I've I, I yeah, see, but... seen them around on Twitter. Um but uh, she she's been infected. It's, a, it's tying into the Batman who laughs stuff that's going on. Yeah. Uh, we have the infected Deathbringer issue one, which is Donna Choi. It's written by Zoe Quinn, art by Ben Oliver. Uh, so that is the one shot. And then the other one's the infected the Commissioner, uh, written by Paul Jenkins and art by Jark Herbert. And this is Commissioner Gordon who's been infected. So uh, which, yeah, which we knew that one from the end of Batman who laughs. If you know, people read that. Um, so. I, well, I didn't, but thank you. No, I know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, not particularly caring about either of these, uh, really. This is oh, a thing where if if we get to this point and you know we've read you know two or three issues of Batman Superman, I'm into that story. I'm much more likely to try these. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I often feel these tie-ins. It's very rare they feel that they're actually necessary. So. Yeah. Um, Although yeah. when we get to the Shazam one that's coming out sooner, um, yeah, and that's November, well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll check. Well, we'll see. Because if they're just like, remember when they did those wedding issues? Oh God. For Batman, and they had absolutely nothing. I to I do. read every single one of those, and even though Did you beat one of them, I think one of them was enjoyable. There was one or two I earlier. A sensible call. Like the Damien one. The Damien one was nice. Yeah, but they were utterly meaningless and were irrelevant to everything it was and that shocking. was before we knew what was going to happen in the wedding yes yeah. yes yeah so 
Um, next and, up, I love the title. I love the title of this next one, guys. Uh, of course, of course you do. because Go on, I, do your voice. I happen to love the movie that this has got the same title as. This next one is called New Year's Evil Issue One. This is their their Christmas one shot for the year. Uh, you know their big eighty-page, ten-dollar anthology book, and of course, Evil. Guys, um, if you haven't seen New Year's <coughs> Evil, go track it down. It's delightfully eighties. Yes, uh, I believe it's on Shudder. If you happen to have that, and in, uh, maybe be on Prime. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, wa- I watched I, it I last October the, before I moved. The opening of the solicitor. This though, if you read it in uh, Hamill's Joker voice, is excellent. Yes. I, well, I can't do his voice out loud, but... Uh, no, but no, no, but internally. Yeah. Okay, oh yeah. Why, hello yeah. there, readers. It's your uncle Joker letting you know that this year's DC Winter Holiday Special is not for the good guys. It's all about the folks in Santa's Naughty List. So they're kind of tying it into the... Not tying it in, but they're kind of going with the theme of Year yeah. of the Villain by having it be hey, all it's villains. A good, it's a good excuse anyway for an... Uh, uh, yeah, the year, end of year anthology. Well, Why not? Last year's was weirder. Last year's was a post-apocalyptic Christmas, if you recall. Yeah. Well, it was, and there was like the one good one. Yeah, the Tom Taylor was, Supergirl was Tom story Taylor was, Supergirl was phenomenal. Shocked, yeah, that was fantastic, actually. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> so, uh, next up, uh, we get our Tales from the Dark Multiverse one-shot, The Judas Contract, uh, written by Kel Higgins and Matt Groom, with art by Tom Rainey. Six dollars. Trying to see if it says what what's different in it. Uh, Forty-eight pages. Terra. Oh yeah, it, betrayal uh, starts not with the Teen Titans but with Death. So she betrays Deathstroke instead of the Titans. Yep. Okay. Immediately, and ends up with uh, the the Deathstroke serum. Okay. And, uh, okay. Yeah. I want I, I want to read this. That's, like I know a lot of these kind of sound all oh, right. They're just another one of these, but a lot of them have fun little premises to of what they're twisting Ooh, that sound like oh, that could be interesting enough they they definitely became the what ifs like you know marvel oh, stuff what ifs they, they, they this is dc's did. now and and that's what I, I like about the dark multiverse is we can have these one shots right gives here them an excuse to do what ifs and yeah kind of make them in continuity well, well yeah because with when, when you saddled it to 52 earths instead of infinite earths it, you're limited to what you can do because you have to fit them into those 52 earths but now the dark multiverses, these worlds never really existed. Yeah, there's, there's so, 52 stable worlds and then infinite yeah. possibilities. So we can have exactly. all fun stuff as well. It's great. Yep. I like it. Uh, so we've got all the giants they do that don't really have any information mm-hmm. that always, always in the solicits. Uh, then the next thing, we have a new Black Label book, Wonder Woman Dead Earth, issue one, which is coming out in December. It's a four-issue book. Prestige format, 48 pages, $7 per issue. Um... It does not mention bi-monthly anywhere, does it, or anything like that. No, I think it's just monthly. I think it's just a one-shot. No, it's one of four. One of four. It's one of four. Yeah, but it's only 48 pages as opposed to some of the other ones that have been bi-monthly that have been even bigger than that. I, I still imagine they're the artist. I mean, it's the same writer-artist as uh, Daniel Warren Johnson, who's done everything. Yeah. uh, I I imagine he had some lead time in this there. Probably a considerable amount, yeah. Yeah. So here we go. The celebrated creator of Murder Falcon and Extremity and artist of The Ghost Fleet, Daniel Warren Johnson, brings a bold sci-fi, his bold sci-fi chops to his DC debut with a harrowing vision of Wonder Woman unlike anything you've ever seen. Princess Diana of Themyscira left the paradise to save man's world from itself. When Wonder Woman awakens from a centuries-long sleep to discover Earth has been reduced to a nuclear wasteland, she knows she's failed. 
Trapped alone in a grim future, Diana must protect the last oh. human city from a titanic monsters while under uncovering its secrets of the dead earth. And how she That's may why be you don't take a nap on the job. Um, I'm not going to lie, I love the sound of this. <laughs> no, no. I'm into yeah, this. Uh, I, I am too, and there's a lot of really nice art in the previews. Oh. It, it, when they announced it, like, you know, um, I, I think it's quite nice. Uh, I will have to have a look at that later, but um, uh, I'll definitely give this a try and see how it is. Um, yeah. All of a sudden, though, that week three is starting to look quite uh, busy for a week three. Stacked. But yeah. hey-ho. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, Wonder Woman Dead Earth issue one coming out in December. Uh, and then next up, uh, we have one of the uh, graphic, a few of the graphic novels. We've got Batman Tales Once Upon a Time. This is the Derek... Uh, uh, once Upon a Crime. Once Upon a Crime, sorry. I just I did the autopilot <laughs> thing. Um uh, Derek uh, Friedolfs is writing with Dustin Wynn on art. And then we have which... Shadow of the Batgirl, uh, which is by Sarah Kuhn and art by Nicole Gu. I believe the, the Batman Tales one, that's the, the Lil Gotham team. Ah, okay. Yeah. So and it probably feels tale. more like that. And then the third one here, we have Zatanna and the House of Secrets, are uh, written by Matthew Cody and art by Yoshi Yoshitani. So... There you go. Yeah. A few of those uh, young young adult and kids graphic novels. Mm-hmm. So, uh, those are out. And then we get to the regular issues for the month so we can get through these a little bit quicker. We got Action Comics 1018. Uh, uh, yeah, that one's actually, yeah, uh, 1st of January. So, that one's one of those that I assume is typically yeah. a week four book. Yeah, so they'll just solicit it with them this time as opposed to just leaving them all missing like they did last year. Yeah. Uh, so, that's good to know. Uh, yes, art by John Romita Jr. is not a pleasant sight in any way shape or form <laughs> obviously we're still going to read it because it's still a bendacy run but brace yourself matt i'm not happy we get Aquaman. <laughs> justice and the justice league and it's drawn by jrjr uh, i got happy. Aquaman 55 uh mm-hmm. still kelly sue that's that's going strong mecha beta yeah i'm looking forward to mecha beta uh, we got Batgirl 42, mm-hmm. uh, written by Cecil Castellucci, uh, still. Uh, so that's still yeah. going. That, again, that's a January that, book. January 1st. That Dotson's cover, and it's all purple with the snow coming down. Oh, yeah. That That's background quality. Like I'm, I'm, I'm getting that. Oh, that is real nice. Yeah, yeah right? Uh, we got Batman 84 and 85, of course. Uh, so and oh. they have Matina covers, so... Always. 85 is King's last issue as well. That's yes. right. It's, uh, it's extra-sized. $5 for 8 pages. Yep. Yep. So that should be a big and deal. The only thing I will say is, just just almost not worth mentioning, but there's no final issue, so they're not relaunching it with a new number one. new team will be no. presumably taking over 86. Yeah, that's like a good point. Next month we're going to find out who that is. Yeah. Maybe yeah. even later this month. Make the yeah, early. We'll know within a month. Yeah. Very good, very good. Uh, we got Batman Beyond 39. Uh, we have Batman Curse of the White Knight, issue 5. Uh, keep in mind that's uh, 5 of 8. There's 8 issues of that total. And also, yeah. I don't think that counts the, the extra one-shot we had last month, the, the Mr. Freeze one. Uh, that's true, that's true. Because we got that instead of like, a, a regular issue, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, It'll ba- be 9 by the time it's all done. Yeah. The Batman's Grave, issue 3. That's the Warren Ellis uh, Max series that's not started yet. That's coming out. Uh, get Batman the Outsiders issue eight. We have Batman Superman issue five, which is actually out the same day as those. Uh, uh, is that new uh, mini from Tiny? Yeah. 
So it's yeah. in there. So, so obviously so read that first. Yes, yeah, read that and first. Then <clears throat> uh, we get Catwoman 18, uh, Joel Jones, still going strong. Um, I, I honestly thought this book would have been cancelled before it got to 18. Yeah, um... I'm surprised judging... this isn't the last issue as well, given that Batcat will be starting the following month. Yeah, and the stuff that's happening in this sounds super interesting, and it, you know, I like the Creel story. It was, you know, the inconsistent art and whatnot that, that killed me on that book, but I might have to check this back out. Um, um, yeah, go for it. If you tell me good things, I might even... Yeah, I, I might. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Uh... And notably, kind of a end of a, an era here, uh, Deathstroke issue 50 is going to be oversized, but it is also the final issue of the series and the final of Christopher Priest's run. So, yeah, uh, you know, that's quite notable. Yeah. So that's coming so, uh, you know, I fell behind in the late 30s, I think I got up to. Yeah. Maybe early 40s. Uh, not sure. Uh, you know, I, I keep checking out every so often, but I will probably end up doing a kind of big reread of the whole <coughs> thing in the run no. up to 50. Um, the continuity nerd in me is very upset by this that they just didn't let it go to more to 52. Yeah. yeah. I get so. it. I get it. Um, here's something very notable, actually. We'll all be reading mm-hmm. an issue of Detective Comics in December. Because, yes, we will. Because the, the December 11th issue, which is 1017, is written by none other than... Where's my button? Tom Taylor is writing an issue of Detective Comics, and if this is a prelude in any way, like, imagine the announced next month that he's writing Batman, and this was like a little tester issue that he did the month before. Mm-hmm. Don't do that to me. They totally could. They totally could. You know, I, I told my friend that um, I'd probably stop collecting Batman after <coughs> Tom King's done. But if they just put Taylor because, on it. But if they put Taylor, I'm going to have to keep collecting it. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm still going to read it. That's what digital's for, right? But I don't, I don't have the space. But if Tom Taylor's doing it, I'm like... Yeah, I've been reading King uh, stuff digitally. If if Taylor's on it, well, mm-hmm. you know, might hey, have to start switching. Joe's just fine about yeah. Matt cracking a joke there about having no space. Is Tim tweeted today, because Tim's moving house today. Yeah. And yeah. remember last year when Matt was moving, how he kept complaining that he had to cut back on physical yeah. comics because as soon as he had to move, it, was, it became this burden, this, this pain to yep. go around. Tim today was complaining that he never wanted to sell all his comics, but five minutes into moving stuff from his house, was like, okay, I'm going to sell them all. They're all going. Yeah. I mean, that's... My comics, when, when I moved the first time from my apartment into the house we were living in, uh, my comics were the first thing to go. Uh, and then after living there for five years, my collection just kept growing. So it was the last thing that got moved this time. And I'll tell you what, by the end of it, I was feeling like Tim. Uh, they all got to go. Who wants them? Yeah. Yeah. I can respect. I'm dreading having to move and and just yeah. oh, lugging it all. I just, I just look at my shelf and go. Ah, you know, you know what's great about digital? They all fit in here. Yeah, but they do. But it's not as good a reading here. experience. Although I will it, say it's this: not... as someone who has collected movies, yeah. the great thing about Blu-rays, DVDs, and 4K, whatever is that they are actually incredibly light. So even if even though I have like yeah. over a thousand, they're not actually that heavy to move around. No. Yeah, but that's the thing that you go, oh, a comic. It's it's just a little bit of paper. It's not that you know, it's twenty yeah. pages. It's not that heavy. Put, and then you stack of them in a box. Of them. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Once you pick up a short box or a long box, you feel oh, this is actually quite heavy there. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. A full long box is a two-person job. 
Yeah, because even, even a short box... you're going down, like, stairs. Because I feel a short and, box is quite heavy on it, so, so a long box is just, like, worse. Yeah. And this is why my back hurts, because yeah. I'm just <laughs> myself, because it's like, I got this. I mean, let's be honest, uh, yeah. a, a long box of comics is basically a tree again. It's yeah. a tree trunk. <laughs> That's what you're carrying. <laughs> but, but Pete, your people are known for tossing trees like they're nothing. Well, yes, I mean, I've clearly the, I'd be I've better at this than you. But like, oh, some of blood. I'm saying some caber tossing. Yes, I, I've always wanted to do the caber toss. Just it looks like something I would enjoy. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry to say I've never caber tossed. Maybe I should go north and get some lessons. Yeah, definitely go into the islands. Teach me your ways. Teach me your ways. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'll read the description because it's clearly it's going to be a one shot. Um, because it's it's just Taylor doing one issue. Uh, so the dead of winter, uh, a child has gone missing from the Martha Wayne Orphanage in Gotham City, and the bearer of the Wayne family's name is on the case. But to solve this mystery, Batman must turn to another bearer of the Wayne family name, his estranged son Damien, to hit the night skies as Batman and Robin once more. Can Fowler and Son put aside their differences to rescue the missing uh, Miguel Flores? And what if the other dark turn in the story for the duo, or what other dark turns are in the story for the duo as they journey in tonight? Don't miss a special guest tale by uh, guest writer Top Taylor. Uh, so, uh, it's a sort of Christmassy set, child go- kidnapping. That's, 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 well, it's Tom Taylor, so it's probably going to punch your heart out. Yeah, it's probably going to be great. Uh, and so phenomenal Middleton variant. And there's Detective yep. 1018, which no one cares about, but 1017. That's the one pay the, on, to. the only thing worth mentioning, I, I think worth mentioning about uh, 2018 is that it's um, a follow-up to City of Bane. Oh, really? Interesting. Or at least uh, tangentially. Okay, cool. Uh, more exciting than that, though. Doomsday Clock, issue 12, has been solicited for the 18th of December, 2018. Meaning that if it pushes back just once, it will get it's knocked into 2020. Year. Yeah. One delay is all this is going to take. However, I mean, Frank was saying on Twitter that he thought he might even get it out in November. So I think this is them for the first time. And I, 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 I'm scared to say this because every time I try and give them credit for maybe thinking wisely with when they solicit things, they always prove me wrong. But I feel like they're picking a wise date that they know they can hit just so they can actually be accurate I with mean, their solicit. I think they think that. I think something will still go wrong and this is 2020. No, I, this is it. This is the last comic delivery date of the year. They're getting it done. <laughs> so, um, also, both the said, covers are phenomenal. Pick, pick mm-hmm. one of those covers. I dare you. I, you I, can't. I, I, how how am I going to go into my shop and go right? Give me that one. Yeah. We're going to get both. Well, I'm going. Uh, I I'm going to go with the Superman S cover, but. Uh, the angry Superman red eyes. You know that's one of my favorite tropes. Joe you know is so weird because of the gaps between issues. Is that this is one of the only times where we just read the previous issue before the next one was solicited. That doesn't usually I know, happen. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. But hey. Weird. So yep. Man, but man, this is, I mean, there's the clocks been the highlight for the past two years of of reading DC. So this is quite a big thing. It's we're gonna get we're gonna get to the end of that and go right well uh what now December actually does feel at like the end of an era in a lot of ways because King's ending his Batman I mean he's I'm still doing Batman Catwoman but he's ending he's his ending on Batman on Batman yeah. uh, Deathstroke one of the last survivors of those early books is ending 
and Doomsday Clock's ending. It does feel kind of like a big sort of shift. And we got we got the Legion back, Connor Kent's back, like the JSA's back. Sure, but that's more like, just over the the back half of this year, whereas that's specifically no, but just still, but, but starting, well, yeah, but I'm looking at... Well, Carl Kess will be back since January, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, but still, like, just the fact that it's... Rebirth, I feel, we're, we're done with that era. And now we're in the, the Justice Doom era. And, like, once Doomsday Clock comes out, that'll solidify oh, that. You made I don't that's all said, man. Nice going. <laughs> just start to creep in the, there. Uh, the universe disagreed with whatever Matt was chatting Yeah, yeah well... The universe can suck it. Brainiac was disagreeing, I think you'll find. Uh, so we got the Flash 84 and 85. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, it's a rogue story, this arc, that they're on, part three and four. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, flash forward issue four, Scott Liddell's Reign of Terror is not over yet. Yup. Um, Genlock issue two. And I'm trying desperately to remember what the Genlock... It's one of the rooster teeth. Ah, okay. All right. That's fair. You can skip it. Uh, we got Gotham City Marsons issue four. We got Green Lantern Black Stars issue two. That's the Grant Morrison uh, sort of side uh, thing. It, it's the not season two. It's season one point five of, of Green Lantern. It's the interlude between two yeah. seasons of his Green Lantern. I'm mad. Why? Why? Do you see who's on the art? Oh, Zermanico. No, Zermanico. Yeah, Zermanico's on all three issues. Because only three issues. Ugh, Probably give Liam so... Sharp a, a bit of lead time on the next batch. I imagine. Pretty much because yeah. he's not taking an issue off. Uh, in in the first twelve, so instead of just coming back with thirteen, it's right. Give you a few months off. Come back for the new book. Yeah, uh, Harley Quinn sixty and sixty nine. Although sixty nine is the, the start of January, but that hasn't been double shipping though recently, has it? Not that I don't know of. I think it honestly, was. I have no idea. That said, it's at sixty nine, so it, it must have yeah. double shipped for at least a while. Oh no, it, it did at one point, but I mean recently, I don't think it had been double shipping. But I could be wrong. Maybe I'm just making that up. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, Matt's giggling at 69. Yes, yes, yes. Harley Quinn's <laughs> got a 69 issue. Uh, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy issue 4. This is the Jodie Hauser uh, miniseries, which we tried last week. Um, Hawkman 19, Vendetti's still cooking. Yeah, yeah, and Hawkwoman's back in that issue. So that'll be oh, a yes. relatively big issue for this book. Uh, yeah. Is that a, a nice cover I see there uh, of Hawkman? Probably it's tended to have a lot of good covers. I only I only have the little previews in Newsarama. They don't work when I click them for some reason. Be, it's been a dick this week. Yeah, my, mine there's quite a lag. Yeah, yeah that's a Panosian cover, I think. You're talking about the the it looks like sepia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we got that. Uh, Tim Seeley still did his He-Man and the Masters of the Universe uh, mini that's going on. Um, actually, not even a mini. I apologize. Oh, that's a mini. Sorry, I, I, was, I was going to correct yeah. myself there, but I was right. Uh, Inferior 5 issue 4 this is the uh, sequel to Invasion which starts I think like next week yeah yeah, Yeah, uh, so we could try that next week Um, we got uh, also issue 5 that's interesting it's almost like uh, even though week 1 of January is counting as week 4 it sounds like at least with Inferior 5 because that's definitely not been double shipping it sounds like it's just moving for its its following week uh, or its following month rather well, it's, yeah. well, that's said, because it's on week one already. So that's, I mean, I know that's kind yeah. of week four in the context of this December's week so four. If but that is... one's not moving, it's definitely yeah. part five, because, you know what I mean? So I just counted them. So from October to, or September to January. Yeah. 
I wonder if they're doing a bit of both with that week one of January, like that first of January, if, if some of the books are week four's books, but they're also putting us a few week one books as well, just to give us a hellish week. Just to spread them out a little bit, I guess, yeah. Um, there we go, Joker Killer Smile, issue two. This is the Black Label Jeff Lemire Joker book. Issue two of three, $6. Um, prestige. Although the page count's actually normal for some... Yeah. But it's one of those bigger it's different sizes, too. though. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. yeah. And and Sorrentino's art is going to shine on my yep. side. Oh yes, I bet you can't wait. Uh, we got Joker Harley Criminal Sanity issue three, another black label book. Uh, this is issue three of nine. I can't believe it's a nine issue series that's forty pages per per issue at six dollars a book. Yeah. Yeah. Can't putting in work. Yeah. 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 So, or more so, the I artist hope, I said. Hope that one, I hope that one's good. Yeah. Uh, it's got a Martina cover as well, which I always yeah. uh, enjoy. Uh, there is two artists on that. I wonder if it's like one's handling a Joker section and one's handling a Harley section. So maybe yeah, it only works cool. out that they're doing like one book per month each. Hmm. Uh, I have no idea. So we got that. We got Justice League 37 and Justice League 38. Yeah, and 38's the big one that leads into the event. Yeah, it's the finale, it's the finale of Justice Doom More, which for the record is part nine. So it's a nine part. Justice Doom War is a nine part story. It's going to make for a, a healthy trade. It will it do is. indeed. Unless they, the idiots and split it up. And... I don't think they will. They were pretty good with the Flash at the start of Rebirth when that had like a nine part first book. Yeah. I think they just realized they collect the story, not the numbers. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So if the story is nine, they'll just do nine and you won't get any extras. Yeah, pretty much. Seems like a fair trade-off to me. I, I think so, too. Yeah. Oh, Just League Dark, though. Yeah. Just League Dark is next, number 18. Oh, boy. I know I know. Matt was so excited. I know he wasn't yes. here to talk about it. No. But he told me how excited he was when he got to that last page. Yeah. To the point where I went, right, well, I have to go and read this right now because uh-huh. I, I need to know. And it was I, good. I don't know what it is about Eclipse, though, but there's something about the character I love. Um, so, I mean, remember how I was when we got to there in Justice League Suicide Squad? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know. Yeah. yeah. Now, Justice League Dark. Tim's just sending his photos of his future podcasting room. It's just an empty room right now. Ooh. But. I'm excited. Right. Yeah. We're actually still recording three episodes of Screams tomorrow because he's not actually living in the new place yet. Like, no, not yet. Oh, that's very nice. But he's moving a lot of stuff over there today. Yeah. Hence the stories of his yeah. back and uh, when we went to Galaxy's Edge with him, Melissa was telling me about the new house and it's actually super old and whatnot. And Tim's hoping it's haunted. <laughs> so. of, course, of course he is. <laughs> so, you know that so, scene yeah, in Ghostbusters where Dan Aykroyd like fantasizes yeah. about a, so- a ghost having sex with him? I think Tim like yeah. like like the yeah. poor poor wife is just going to wake up in the middle of the night and just see Tim like. Oh, yes. Yes, Casper. Yes. You act like he doesn't do that now. Draw, draw, draw me like one of your Brahms. Yes. Your Brahms. <laughs> oh, my God. I, we've almost watched The Boy like three times. And I always bring up Pete's, you know, I, red as... I never want to see it. Not because oh. I think it's as bad as Pete says, although it probably no. is. But because I don't want to ruin the image in my head. Yeah, me neither. It, and that, that's why I have it. Part of me is like, well, if Pete hates it and tim loves it i gotta know if this is just a tim thing to annoy pete but then i'm just like i mean it's not the worst thing ever it's like a four out of ten you know yeah but sometimes that's worse than a one out of ten sure um 
But it's like it's one of those things where, but if I watch it, then I know it's like Schrodinger's cat, right? It's both alive and dead. This is like it's both terrible and not terrible right now, and it's fine. Yeah. But yeah. But no, that's a uh, good for Timmy. Yeah. And it's haunted house. As haunted. far as I'm concerned, it's haunted now. Like that's just it. Yeah. So, um, Justice League Odyssey 16 is a thing. Still not a final yeah. issue. Stop. Hey, yeah. do, we, do we want to talk about Jessica Cruz right now real quick? Uh, do we have to? Okay, no. so, I mean, I guess yeah. spoilers for Justice League Odyssey, what's yeah. happened recently, because Matt informed us during the no, week. Um, so Jessica Cruz died, we'd heard about this, uh, just because we're like, well, that's kind of weird, no, they didn't make a big deal about her death, except <laughs> she's not actually dead. Uh, she took uh, a Dark Side Omega sanction, Right, and it destroyed her ring, and so and 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 her power battery, and whatnot, um, and and it dusted her, but somehow she still remains. Um, someone uses the opposite of the Omega, so I imagine the Omega Force is like the Force in Star Wars, right? Where there's there's a light side and a dark side, and it's all how you use it. So they use the opposite of the Omega side, and they revive <laughs> her uh, because I guess her ring downloaded a copy or something i'm not 100 sure but through the power of will and the omega it has reformed her and now she has dark side-esque abilities yeah it does and, it, it, it kind of mentions in this so yeah. that's, you know there's a newly empowered uh, godlike dark side yeah but uh, it's jessica cruz and her new justice league odyssey squad so yep. I don't know where the rest of them are gone but she yep. has a new team well so that that's how she ended up dying was Darkseid possessed or, or, or influenced, corrupted uh, Cyborg and, and Azrael and so Starfire. Are they gone from the book now? No. I, I Maybe. I don't know, but she ends up teaming up with this other group. I, I read the entire news around the article. Of course uh, you did. Yeah. So, I hate the sound of all this. Um, but you, me too. And I'm upset because I like Jessica Cruz and I like Starfire and they're relegated to this BS and just, oh man. Starfire is always shafted into somewhere else. She is. Uh, Sucks. Legion of Superheroes issue two coming December. Um, Very exciting. Yeah, continue. Uh, Lois Lane issue six is there. Uh, Seven's also been solicited for the start of January, so that's another one that's getting yeah. that kind of bump back into and week one again. Seven actually kind of spoils the, the Superman solicit a little bit yeah. and tells you what the big event in Superman 18 is that... Yeah. Seems to be, I mean, if we take them at their word, is going to be a pretty big shift for Superman. Yeah, uh, to be fair, looking at it though, it's kind of it kind of makes sense that it's going there, given what's been going on in Lois specifically. Yep. Yeah. In 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 the Lois book, yeah, I can I can see that. Yeah, it makes sense why it's kind of heading in that direction. So we won't see it for now if you want to avoid solicitors no. or whatnot. But but, but there are uh, already headlines about it, so I mean, you've oh, probably sure. seen yeah. it anyway. That um, that variant for seven two is like my favorite thing. Oh yeah. Um, and I will say I like the idea of how it sounds like it's going to happen here versus how it's happened yeah. in the past. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and also the events of Event Leviathan, which we'll get to because yeah. a big reveal happens in there. Uh, I forgot how close Bendis and Rucka are. So the fact like that that they're that that Rucka is going to deal with a fallout from something that happens in Bendis's book just shows that those guys work together well. 
and this is more proof of that. So, uh, Martian Manhunter issue 11, uh, so that's mm-hmm. almost done in December, just one more in January to go. Metal Men issue 3, Dan Didio book, many, or it's not many, sorry, Maxi, 12 issues, uh, issue 3, that's uh, out. Did you read the solicit? For Metal Men? Oh, holy yeah. crap, this sounds amazing. Pete, you're yeah. going to love it. I'm going to read it, I've not read it yet, I'll read it just now, you get yep. my live reaction. In yep. this issue, it's Kaiju versus Giant Robot versus the Metal Men. Okay, hello. Uh, after killing off one of the Metal Men, uh, Nth Metal gets placed into a holding cell at a lab so Doc Magnus can learn exactly how dangerous it is. That is, until a giant flying manta with lasers coming out of his eyes <laughs> attacks the lab, and now the, the Metal Men must team up with the Giant Robot in order to save the day. Okay, I'm actually kind of excited for Metal Men now. Yeah, that's stupidly fun. Yeah. Like, uh, also, I want to that place cover bets. Is phenomenal. Yeah, I want to place bets that it's it's gold that gets killed. Because why do you need gold when you have platinum? Of the <laughs> you know what I mean? Ah, oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, Nightwing sixty sevens out. Um, I, I hate Still the first. No yeah, I, I hate the first line of the solicitor actually. Accepted his destiny as the Grey Sun. What? Yeah, but that but that comes from Quarter Owls, though. I'm fine with that. That's yeah. I'm glad yeah, we're bringing that it's back. actually doing it. Yeah, instead of just doing bloody Nightwing like everyone actually wants. Yeah, that said, Nicola Scott. I don't know if she's just doing sketches or prepping for something. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, we, we we get the proper. I mean, I've said I've said this ever since he got hit in the head or shot in the head. I I've said that the the fix will happen in Batman. So. Batman 85 might be when it happens. I, and I feel the more I read Batman, the more I feel like this was all just to take Dick off the table. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll actually be very surprised if it happens in Batman 85. I don't think anything about this story feels like it's leading up to that. Yeah. Well, I wonder if it's um, it was going to be the end of the run, but because Batman Catwoman's a thing, it's kind of murkied up where it would. And now it's okay. It. Do we do it in Batman Catwoman? But that that feels weird to kind of have this into that relationship with that book. Or do we just do it in what would have been Batman 100 anyway, but with whoever's just writing it? It's like editorials, like, yeah. right, this is what you're doing in 100. Yeah, maybe on the new team now, the new writer to fix Dick. Yeah, yeah. I can see it. <laughs> to fix Dick. <laughs> that's, that's Harley Quinn 69 of fixing Dick. That fixing has, Dick, has yes. been unable to uh, help. I can't him. help it. <laughs> Next up, uh, Carl's favorite book that just will not die Red to the Outlaw, issue 41. Um, the shocking wor- return of Artemis and Bizarro. Ugh. Don't worry, don't worry. I'm sure David will make him read it. Uh, so you have that, and then you have a couple of things we won't talk about. Then we have Shazam issue nine has been resolicited <laughs> for December, December fourth. Yeah. So when are we expecting eight now? Never. Let's just skip it. <laughs> I just I don't even know when they're pretending eight's going to be. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know currently. Hey, we, had, we had seven, right? No, no, we had six. Yeah. No, so, seven we is had next. seven. Wait, so, okay, I'm going to check because... Yeah, check, please. Uh, We haven't even had seven yet. So, to, no, I, I, assume, I, assume, okay. I assume eight's or, uh, yeah, eight's scheduled for November then because I think seven's scheduled for October currently. Uh, well, uh, according to Comixology, which may not be the most up-to-date, admittedly, I can't bother hunting for the news article. Uh, seven is scheduled for twenty fifth of September. All right, so that may actually be this month. We'll see. Uh, next up, yeah. here's an interesting one. So, Supergirl thirty seven 
is coming out, of course, and notably, though, that we have a new writer. And it, I've actually been really enjoying the current team on Supergirl. I've been enjoying yeah. it a lot. But I have very little to complain about Jodie Hauser taking over the book uh, yeah. with art by Rachel Stott. Um, notable thing here is that this is a, a tie-in to the infected stuff, this particular issue. Mm-hmm. But, and that might make you think, oh, it's just a one-shot thing, maybe maybe the, the team will be back. No, Jodie Hauser said on Twitter that, that, that she's taking over the book starting in December. So that makes it sound like, yeah. no, she's she's the, the writer yeah. on it now. Uh, reminds me of like uh, when Pac took over Action Comics and his yep. first issue was yeah. the only good zero-year tie-in. Yep. Yeah, that sounds about right. So that is cool. Uh, I like Jodie Hauser a lot. Uh, when she co-wrote one arc of Supergirl with uh, with Orlando, it was the best arc in his run because she was there. Because so. Orlando wasn't writing it. <laughs> well, he was co-writing. Uh, that's he, he was that's the that's the most Orlando I've liked was his Supergirl. Yeah. So. Um... And given the last issue ended with her getting back to National City, it makes me wonder if she had more plans with high school stuff to do. Maybe we'll get yep. back to that. Which I'm okay with. I like that stuff. So me too. Um, and yeah, that's this tie-in could be a lot of fun. Yeah. So that's cool. Uh, Superman 18, of course, is coming out. Um, uh, yeah, we'll just leave that there. Uh, yeah. Superman smashes the Clad issue two, of course, is coming out. Uh, Eight dollars uh, issue two of three. Somehow monthly. Somehow monthly, eighty pages. Uh, a lot of lead time. That's all I can imagine. Yeah. 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 A hell of a lot of lead time. Um, probably but, fantastic. Well, it's probably going to come out as one big graphic novel. They split it into three issues. So, I mean, it was probably already just going to be done for one thing anyway. Yeah, so I'll yeah. probably just wait till the, the trade comes out to uh, check that out. Okay, but you have to promise it's, to like, tell us about it when you read the trade, at least. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. It's, it's a lot to commit to an 80-page book. Yeah, on, top on top of the other of issues, the other yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that's why. Because um, that's also a, a week three. So... <clears throat> Is week three going to be terrifying? And yes. Just because of Christmas, probably, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so there we go. Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, issue six. <laughs> That's still going. This Apparently there's an Olsen-Batman prank war uh, <laughs> going on. I'm okay so, with that. The great Olsen-Batman prank yes. war rages on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we got so, Teen Titans. Lex Luthor's kicking around. It's a whole thing. We got Teen Titans issue 37. Uh, Adam Glass still doing his thing. We're not into it, but it's still going. Uh, Terrifics issue 23. Still not a final issue. No. Um, I actually we'll know when it says Bizarro first issue. We'll know that's when it's the last. Oh, sure. Um, right. I do I do feel uh, a little sad that I, I've kind of dropped that because I did like it uh, a lot. And I do like uh, Lat Yang as a writer, but it wasn't as yeah. good as what it originally was. And oh, good. I, I didn't get a chance to read the last one, um, and I was worried about catching up. But if you're not going to read it, then I'll I don't think I read the last one. I think I think I read okay. it at a time, and that's why I decided to to, to leave okay. because I, I just you know I, I wasn't super into the last arc yeah. as much as uh, what I had been. Um, but I'm glad it's still trucking. I'm glad it exists. Yeah, me too. Me too. That's the thing. Uh, and then we got the next issues of the the, the horror stuff from the Joe Hill line. We got Basketful of Heads issue three, uh, which is three of seven. So that's Ooh, to the Lote variant cover. Yeah. Hello. Uh, Dollhouse Family issue two, uh, which is two of six, uh, and then we got your your uh, your the Sandman universe stuff. You get Books of Magic yeah. fifteen, the Dreaming sixteen Demon. and seventeen, which is for the first of January. House of Whispers sixteen, and John Constantine Hellblazer issue two. Uh, oh, and the Last God issue three. Uh, that that's not part. That's of... not okay. No. no. 
Uh, is Lucifer though? What? Lucifer says like it should be. Lucifer is. Last God is the fantasy book that's completely yeah. separate. All right, well, Lucifer so, 15 is there as well. That was just after yeah. the other one for some reason. Yeah. So, it's good. Collapse are issue 6. Do Patrol, Weight of the World issue 6. Uh, Far Sector issue 2. I'm still going to try Far Sector though. Far Sector, even though it's it's a Black Label book, I mean, but it's a Green Lantern. And and the first issue has a McKelvey variant, so I'm there. Uh, art by Jamal Campbell, who is really good. So, yeah. Uh, so that's issue two of twelve for sector. Uh, Dial H for Hero issue ten is coming out. Uh, that's a the great only thing cover. that I would say about uh, Jamal Campbell being on issue two of twelve is means you might not be getting Naomi for season year. two for a while. Yeah, yeah, I can see it's going to be off for a full year because of this probably. Yeah. That, that's okay. She's showing up in action. Uh, we are in no, no, maybe. that's fine because I think that's when okay. it was announced, we just assumed it was six issues. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dial H for Hero issue 10, like I said, is coming out, as is Wonder Twins issue 10. And then Young Justice issue 11 is hitting on, on December as well. Um, I'm, I'm pulling up this cover just to see what, what's on it. It's taking a minute. Which one, Dial H? No, 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 that's a great cover. That's uh, yeah, it's Silver Age Supergirl there. Yeah. But no, the Young Justice. Because uh, you got Naomi and Wonder Girl. Yep, there's that ugly costume. Yeah. So yeah, Naomi's in a couple uh, of different uh, Bendis books. Uh, even yeah. if even if Naomi itself isn't running right now. So yep. that's, but that's I couldn't tell cool. on, on that if Naomi was there, so I had to click. She's on both covers. So yeah, and then of course you got the uh, the reprints of the Walmart specials, you know, uh, Batman Universe, Run Up in the Sky, Sky, Titans Burning Rage, Wonder Woman Comes Back to Me. Uh, and then that kind of rounds out your regular solicits. Yeah, um, so they're re-releasing for the Birds of Prey movie. They're re-releasing these trades with new covers by Tula Lote. Uh-huh. Which and, are gorgeous covers. Oh, my God. I need that that Huntress because it's, it's Tula Lote drawing Mary Elizabeth Winsett as Huntress. It's so good. Like, if, if this isn't a steel box for when that Blu-ray comes out. They're doing it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. There's, like, there's got to be a way to put all three of them together, you know, to make the cover. It's. I, I almost want to pick up the Huntress to get that one. Yeah, I don't, I don't even care about what's inside it. Although it's a Rucka no. story, so it's probably well, good. Well, yeah, it, but... it's, it's Rucka's um, Huntress. It's uh, Cry for Blood. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, no, there's a no. Bat and Cat Eight Years of Romance anthology hardcover thing coming out. Yeah. So. Um, we need to talk about an omission that's not in the solicits. Because uh, yes. Matt's just reminded me. Is Azarello's Birds of Prey issue oh, three? Oh yes, 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 uh, yes, yes. Someone tweeted him, "Oh, is it could be due to, to due to the you know the fact that there's a holiday in there? You know who knows?" And he just tweeted, "Could be, or maybe something else." Dot dot dot. Uh, Which Joe, 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 doesn't Joe, sound great. Well, I, I don't know what you could. I, I think that's fifty-fifty. That could either be he's teasing something. There's a reason why it's pushed because there's plans for something big that they have to wait a month on or something like that. I don't know, or. It's bad because DC are giving him crap for whatever he's doing because they don't like his writing. Yeah, they haven't... I, I mean, as of right now, they've obviously not cancelled the first two. So there's no oh. reason to suspect that yet. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, he had that kerfuffle on the Black Label book, you know? The yeah, damned. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so we'll see. Um, I mean, I'm not as psyched about this as you two are, so I'm not that upset, but... <laughs> I'm, I'm actually very disappointed by this. If if that is the case, if it's the start yeah. of problems, if it, if it's the start of what's eventually going to end up with the book sort of just not yeah. existing past the first arc or whatever, then yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's a thing. 
Um, I'm just skimming through the trades and whatnot. I see the reprint in the Justice League International, you know, the the, uh, the yep. different stuff. Again, um, quite a f- significant trade. This for uh, one to six, seven to, and then you know, because then it changes, Oof. then it changed to International seven to seventeen, annual, annual two, and the Suicide Squad issue thirteen, which yeah, is a and- tie-in. It's like one of the like the, the Flash book or the the John's Titans. It's, it looks like it's that size. Well, I, I think speak it's bigger. Of... This is this is over five hundred and fifty pages. Over five hundred fifty-two. You can murder somebody with that. Speaking That's speaking huge. of big books, I'd heard they were doing Green Arrow uh, by Mike Rell Omnibus editions. Uh, mm-hmm. Right, it's in here, I believe. Yes, yes. I'm looking at it right now. Um, it's volume one, which makes sense because there was enough of that run that I was expected three or four omnibuses. This first volume is over fifteen hundred pages. This so is, maybe it'll just be two Omnis. So it may just be two giant Omnis, because it's, it's the Longbow Hunters 1 to 3, which he did first, and then 1 to 50 of his run. Um, mm. Good gravy! Huge book. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to have to order that. To Amazon! I've got uh, I've got all the digital trades. Or at least I've got most of them. I may have the last couple to still yeah. get, but I've got most of them. Uh, I've got up to like volume 6 or 7, I think. Also, uh, the Omega Man by Tom King. Uh, is it in a deluxe edition? Hardcover? Oh, I I tried it when it came out and I couldn't get into it. But yeah, I want to go back and check it out now. People did love it. Yep. Do you know what I like about that international book uh, being the trade is that it means it'll be digital as well because the omnibuses don't go digital, but those thick trades do. But that's a small omnibus size. (laughs) Oh, it is, yeah. But I'm glad it'll be available that way digital because I've not bought any of it yet, so I can just get it really cheap essentially when it goes on sale. Yeah, I've got like a lot of the trades that they did, which they, they think they gave up on at some point. So now I guess they're doing these ones instead. They're more likely to finish, though, just because there'll be less of them. They'll do them in, like, two or three books as opposed to whatever there was. And it's it's well worth reading for anyone that's interested. It's aged quite well because of the comedy angle that Giffen takes. So yeah. that's, uh, that's really helped it age better than a lot of other books from the time. Justice League Origin Deluxe Edition? That's a weird book to me. Like... Yeah, that's D52. Like, I, I just don't think it's standalone enough to make it worth wanting just a deluxe of that oh. part of it. Yeah, like, 1 to 6 is standalone enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the next part? If, no, it, was, if it was Justice League by John's, like, Volume 1 deluxe, then sure, then do, like, a few of them and do the whole thing, but... Yeah. Yeah, weird. Uh, they're collecting all of uh, Tomasi's Nightwing in one trade, 140 to 153. I never read it, but I know uh, that's that's the whole thing. Okay. All right, there you go. That's solicits. Yep. Um, uh, your monthly solicits discussion is complete. Uh, don't worry, and we'll be back next week with sales figures because uh, they should have the full list out by then. Barf. Everyone's everyone's favorite segment. So let's talk about books then. Finally, mm-hmm. uh, that's what we're usually here to do. After all. But uh, we have uh, Gotham City Monsters issue one uh, here at the top of the show. Um. Which me and Matt both read, I believe. Okay, I wasn't sure if you actually read it, because it is Orlando. Oh yeah, Jacob's going to be cruel and put a book that only you had read at the top of the yeah, list. Yeah, I, th- I thought you might. I will mean, just take a rest after that solicits talk. I'll just rest my voice for. I uh, I did plan on reading this, even though I don't like Orlando that much, but I like the the characters. That I thought I'll try it, so, but so time was not my friend today. Pete, please tell me your lineup on my side on this one <laughs> what is your side i did not enjoy this um i am mixed on it i like 
a couple of things about it. I like the fact that it's set in like the monster town, which is where the the monster right. stuff happened back in the start of the, the rebirth era. Um, yeah. And I liked um, one or two like sort of horror beats, but this issue mainly just kind of goes around introducing all the main characters of the of the book. Yeah. Um, and the plot um didn't do a whole lot for me. Like the the setup of this oh. villain who's who's been resurrected and. Okay. That uh, I vampire and Frankenstein are both after. The the fact that I'm getting pushback from people on Twitter that they like this makes me feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I didn't hate it though. It didn't give me that. Like it wasn't like oh this is like you know JLA I, by Orlando where I was just miserable. No, I didn't hate it either. But seeing the amount of people that are like oh well no this is just a setup. This is a miniseries. This isn't like a a long play. Like, you know, I don't, I don't know, but the, the plot definitely, I don't, I kept feeling like we should have known who this big bad was that was revealed at the end. And I just didn't. And then when I, when I, I did some research and started looking at stuff, there's, there's, it, it's well crafted in that Orlando's basically hinting at who it is throughout of it, if you know what to look for. So I appreciate that. But the actual story and like the stuff with, the dialogue from from Andrew Bennett at the beginning was terrible. That's like some of the worst things I've read this year. Um, because because he had to Orlando had to work in him saying I vampire. Yes. Just and so yeah, um, I did enjoy the Killer Croc stuff. Him feeling like the only place he fits in in Gotham is Monster Town, and that his time in the Suicide Squad has kind of <laughs> changed him. Uh. So I do like that. Lady Clayface stuff, incomprehensible to me. Not, and then the Frankenstein, I just I didn't like, which sucks because I like Frankenstein, I like that whole Agents of Shade stuff. So yeah, I definitely don't think I'll be going to issue two. Um, just uh, Orlando got me again. <laughs> Orlando got you again. Um, I didn't hear yeah. it. I, I probably won't read issue two, but mainly just because there's a lot of competition coming up next month and. You know, unless this blew me away, it wasn't probably going to stick around for me. But, um, and I made some calls here because there was some there was some decisions I made based on what I was going to read. Because I knew there was like you know five or six I was definitely reading. Then there was another couple that yeah. like were okay. Out of the next three or four, I'll read a couple of them, but I just don't know which ones. And I read this, and um, you know, the art's typically all right. Uh, there was yeah, there was one or two fine. panels that were a bit weird, but other than that, the the art was pretty solid. Uh, the violence was good. You know, at one point, like Frankenstein. Like cuts, uh, eye vampire in half. It was bloody. It's brutal. It was just doing what it what is. It? It's kind of pulpy enough. Um, I get why people like it. I I do. I'm I'm not in the hate train, but I'm also not in the I love this either. It's just kind of yeah. Yeah, it's just it's fine. But was doing. I just I really wanted to like it too. That's why I'm more disappointed. I don't hate it, but I wanted to like it more because it's monsters. I love monsters. And we, we got to the Monster Town thing, and I was like, oh, of course, Orlando did that in Batman. So, of course, he'd go back to it. Yeah. But, but yeah, the, the, I mean, this isn't his Wonder Woman with, with Jason bad, you know, <laughs> or, or JLA, but still, well, yeah. Yeah. So it was hard to read. I mean, I like seeing Orkin and stuff. Like, I like Orkin yeah. as a character. Mm-hmm. Well, especially after seeing her show up in, in Nightwing, yeah. and she's a little bit more sympathetic, you know, doing things for for positive reasons. So, but yeah, yeah. At least I have Justice League Dark. 
yep, I guess you do. I guess you do. Um, I feel like I should like it more. Like it's just one mm-hmm. of these things where I don't understand why I don't. Um, I don't know. So, I, I feel, so some stuff like I feel like I'm really fussy with vampires. It's it's, it's odd. Like I vampire. Everyone tells me that Jupiter Two book's great, but every time he yeah. shows up somewhere, I'm just kind of like, ah, it just feels kind of. That bland. first trade is really good, but it also I feel like it needs to take place in the dark multiverse where. I just feel if there's goth or if there's vampires infiltrating Gotham, Batman would know, right? Like, and the fact that it never gets touched upon either is just, it's weird. Uh, so, you know, I don't know. I think that plays a ghetto separate everything was at the start of New Fifty Two. Like nothing was. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. But Batman shows up in that first arc, and Alfred, you know, Alfred helps out um, Andrew Bennett. A little bit, um, but we should say at the end, it, uh, the the big badge revealed to be Melmoth, who I have no idea who that is, but apparently he popped up in the Seven Soldiers by Morrison. Uh, he has some kind of control over Frankenstein, which I don't understand. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was getting the impression that he has control over a lot of monsters, like you know, once yeah. his influence gets in them. Yeah. But hey, so. uh, what are you rating him at? Um, he was a five. Uh, I'll give it a six. I, I I think it was a little bit stronger than what you did, but like not like anything that blew me away by any means. Yeah. All right. Uh, I so... love. I love. Oh wait, real quick. I love talking to Tim about it, and he's like, "Yeah, okay, it wasn't that good, but you know what? I I enjoyed it." And I was like, "Tim, that's your take on a lot of things." Yes. Right. So the boy, for example. Yeah. yeah so. So. Uh, yeah, Event Leviathan, uh, issue four is next with Brian Michael Bendis writing Alex Maleev on the art, of course. Uh, you just sit and look pretty, Connor. Uh, or try to. Or try, yeah, try to. I'm actually just going to go get a drink because. Okay, I'm not you, made you do that. It's, uh, <laughs> you should be reading. I know you don't like Bendis, Connor, but you should be reading Leviathan. It's. Uh, you can say that all you like. It's not going to make me read it. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, as I struggle with my voice. Uh, yeah. So, Superman's with the team now, and he's going over what happened with Waller. Um, yep. And he's describing that he found her, he was listening for her. Uh, actually, I like the little oh. touch here where he mentioned that ever since this Leviathan thing started, he's been listening for keywords. But because yep. everyone's talking about it, it doesn't really mean anything. Like, he can't right. pick anything out. Which is perfect for spy stuff. Yeah, you know? well, well, I think what I liked it is it's the opposite almost of action comics where they just don't say anything that he's listening for. Right. This is the opposite. We're going to drown it out right. with everything. Exactly, because if everyone's talking about it, then it's not a secret. If it's not a secret, then it has no value. So, yeah, and uh, they he basically tries to talk some sense, and you get the, the vibe. Leviathan's not really a bad guy, but they do want to change the world, and this is the only way they know how to do it, you know? And and Superman tries to use his super speed to to you know I'm still not clear if he was trying to go with them or just try not to be teleported away. Mm. Um, but we we see this really cool part where he's using the super speed in that blue teleportation thing. Uh, that was just was really cool. Yeah, but well, the narration box is kind of turn and skew mm-hmm. and. Yeah he's, yeah, he's trying to use his speed to keep up, but it, it doesn't matter. Yep. It doesn't work. Um, right. And he's, he's kind of left. And they take a... Waller. Yeah. 
So, uh, Batman... Well, Superman says, this is a conversation uh, before this that I really should just have with Batman and Miss Lane. Yep. And they're all like, okay, a bit offended, not going to lie. Uh, but we'll, we'll leave. Um, and Batman's like, yeah, everyone even here is a suspect. And Superman's like, even your son? <laughs> even Damien? Yeah. Um, but he's like, hey, listen to them for me. Like, he's like, hey, Superman, use your hearing and listen to what they're saying because they're, they're up in the kitchen. So, you know, we, we see this conversation where... Uh, Manhunter's a little bit miffed. We, f- we find out that yeah. she's been kind of uh, framed a little bit by Leviathan as well, right. in the same way that um, uh, Steve Trevor was. And oh. so we're, we're getting this sense that they've been doing this to, to various people. Um, and you'll be saying it's l- almost like a, a blackmail wedge, right? Where yeah. it's like, hey, you you don't bother us, we'll make this go away. Um, but of course, Manhunter can't do that, so that's why she's here. But she's also she doesn't appreciate getting the, all the questions from everybody either uh especially from damien yeah lois steals one of bruce's cars uh mm-hmm. a very expensive car because uh, clark tries to offer to pay for it afterwards and he's like you can't afford that yep. <laughs> it's three and a half and, million and, dollars and so you know so they're all meeting at wayne manor right the bat cave and stuff and so when lois lois has to go she's like i, I have something almost like something came to her right she's and, got a lead. um yeah, so so she leaves. That's where she borrows the car, and we see someone looking at her through the the scope. And and who is it, Pete? It Maybe is water. the silencer. It is on her guest, which is cool because at the end of her her series, we kind of saw her done with Leviathan, right? So the fact that she's being pulled back in, or is she working for the new Leviathan, or? Because we really don't get the vibe who she's talking to. Yeah, she's talking uh, to someone, and we hear the, we get to read the other voice, but we have no idea yep. who it is. Um, right. And she uh, mentions she's a big fan of, of Lois Lane, yep. uh, so she'd rather not have to kill her, um, if need be. Uh, she sees Superman fly out of the mansion, and then we get to see yep. why, kind of, like... Yep. And, and they get this message, Batgirl, who's been missing ever since she got the offer to join Leviathan... Yep. comes on screen and is like like you know listen batman come in like i need to talk to you uh she basically agreed to go with leviathan as to be undercover to to, to, to report right. back and she's trying to tell them what's going on she's oh there's a bunch of people here but i don't know how many of them are undercover i may be the only one right kind of thing uh so so it's people she knows yeah right like the people that she recognizes uh and and then she gets cut off but uh, the person talking to Silencer is also like, we'll, we'll fall back. If Superman's there, then th- this is kind of bigger than us. Um, and uh, so, who's he have? Plastic Man? Yeah, Plastic uh, Man uh, says, I'm coming with Superman because they, they're going right. to try and. Uh, uh, who are they going to try and find again? Is this right for Batgirl? They're going to Seattle. Yep. Yeah, because Seattle's uh, where the signal was coming from. Or right. Batgirl so, says, uh, I think we're in Seattle. Right. And so, which, which again, that, that ties it to Green Arrow, <clears throat> right? Because that, that's where he's been operating out of for a minute. Um, and just about who she's going to start saying who's, you know. Um, oh, no, it, it's Batgirl saying, wait, who, who's there with you? And Batman is like, well, you can't see us. And then she, there it goes. Her, her signal's gone. And there's a big burst that that interrupts plastic man and superman yeah and it makes you wonder like is, is she noticing someone 
maybe right. who who she she knows is a traitor that she knows is working right. with Leviathan. Uh, right. So it's a really good little moment in that sense. Uh, it's really building the intrigue and the mystery. Right. Well, and so and the people that are there with with Bruce are, is is Ollie and Damien. So I don't. I mean, and Manhunter it's Ollie and, di- and question. question. Yeah. Right. But the ones on the panel when she brings it up are are clearly Bruce, Damien, and Ollie. So I don't know if that's supposed to be a clue. But then then we see where Lois goes, and she's in the super expensive car. She drives to what looks like a bad part of Gotham. Um, and then she says, stay back, Smallville. I got this. So is, is that how she's talking? Is she talking to, to Clark? Yeah, she's basically there. just saying, don't come and, like, help me. Like, okay. let me just do something more. Gotcha. Uh, oh, you've skipped okay. over something here, actually. You've skipped over uh, okay. the... The big light in the sky. Well, that's what I said. They get interrupted. It's oh, sure, this yeah. big burst of something. Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful panel. Though. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. Maliv uses a lot of blues and reds in this one. In the beginning, we kind of see... Um, we see Clark skimming or, or scanning the, the members of the detective squad with his x-ray vision and his supersonic vision. Or not supersonic, but, you know, telescopic Mic- vision. Microscopic, yeah. Yeah, so, but it's really cool. It looks like one of those old school um, 3D pages, you know. Mm. And I wonder what it would look like if you if you got a set of those to look at that page. Do you want me to find um, out? Yeah, find out. Because I happen to have Wait. in front of me my Friday the Thirteenth Blu-ray box set, which just happens to include a p- couple of pairs. Because of because of 3D. Yes. yes. So I'm going to have to find yes, the p- it- page again, but. Yeah, go, go ahead and look at that real quick for me and let me know. Yes, uh, you can tell about the ending, about who Lois goes to talk to. Yeah, so so Lois has revealed super seedy part of Gotham, and and she's getting questioned if you've been followed. She's like, the car is a tracker. A lot of people know where I am, and the person she's talking to goes, so we lost the trust. And they start questioning her if they have anything, and Lois is like, no. And they're like, well, even Batman? And Lois is like, well, do you have anything? He's like, we do. And you turn the page, and it's a counter group of detectives, right? Made up of, of Renee Montoya, you know, in her full question garb. Deathstroke, Zatanna, Harvey Bullock, John Constantine. And then the biggest surprise of this for me, and now, you know, Bendis has now ingratiated himself to me. Since he's come over to DC, yeah, Ralph Dibney, the elongated man, who from the beginning I go, wait, there's a detective team, and you don't have Ralph. Here he is, issue four. And the the it says next the other detectives. So it, Lois is running her own counter intelligence, knowing that Batman's team could be compromised, so she needs to run a team of people that only she trusts. Which is a very Batman move, right? Oh, you yeah. think about it? So, so Pete, do they come in? I mean, that's, that's a nice look. Thank you. Uh, so, it's very trippy. Because it's yeah. very layered. So you've got this kind of effect of like, like a bigger head kind of coming at you as the one below is behind it. Nice. It's interesting. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's all. That's all. Okay. So so you don't get too many uh you don't get a three D effect on there, do you? Not really, no. Okay. It's more just really seizure inducing. 
Okay. What about that page where he's in the uh, where Superman's in the? I don't want to give you a seizure, mind you, but I just, I got to know. All right, all right. Uh, all right. curious to me where he escapes the 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 boom, the teleport. Oh, there's kind of a 3D effect on the cover, actually, with the cape. But, okay. Uh, hold on. Nice. Right. It's kind of weird. <laughs> it does give a... Because there's a lot of blues and reds, because it's Superman, yeah. there, it does, there, does, there is kind of an effect. It's interesting. Nice. Anyway. It's cool. Anyway, yeah. take these off before but I... Yeah, so, so that... Do you, do you have thoughts on the, the counter detect The other detectives, we'll call them. It's an interesting uh, twist. I'm intrigued mm-hmm. to see how he sort of incorporates these characters and, like, yeah. what have they found out that contradicts our main team? What right. what have they, you know? Outside of Zatanna and Montoya, they're all kind of antiheroes, right? Although not not traditionally Ralph, but who knows in this because we really haven't had any Ralph for for a very long time in DC Comics. But if he's like the the Flash TV show version, he's very much an anti-hero, you know, kind of, I don't want to say anti-hero, but he's, I don't know. Well, what's the better term? Um, rogue? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like, um, he, he, he's not the best guy. He's not the most savory guy, you know, but he has a good heart. Um, but yeah, outside of Zatanna Montoya, you got Deathstroke. Which I was reading, because um, I had to double check if that was supposed to be Ralph, and it is indeed. So I ended up reading a, a, an article, and the article made a, a note that, I don't want to spoil Connor on Deathstroke, but apparently Slade died in a recent issue. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it, but he died. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Uh, I, I had already seen these headlines. Uh, they were kind of unavoidable. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So with Deathstroke, is, is this a new Deathstroke? Is this, you know, doesn't look like Rose? Who's the only other person to really wear a similar costume? Is it Slade? Because that that solicit made it sound like Deathstroke's fighting himself. So is this a different version? Um, and then of course Constantine and Zatanna. Definitely the, the magic side of things, where it looks like it doesn't really clear Leviathan the magic stuff because we know they took out Shade. That was a big part of Gotham City Monsters. Frankenstein talking about that. So yeah, this is very. This is a nice swerve. Uh, when I started reading this, I was like, "Huh, we're 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 halfway done now. This is the sixth issue, right? We're at the halfway point. And this just took it in a whole other direction." Mm. So, uh, and that's a bit of a broken record here, but the art is so good. The the yeah, all, all, all the stuff with this, like you're looking at the characters as they're looking up yep. at the back computer, and there's like you know all the like the computer sort of like light hitting their face. And you can see the mm. lines of the text and all that sort of going down them. It just gives it this feel. It gives it this this uh dark shadowy espionage feel which is really cool yeah it's real good this this might be my favorite book dc's but not right now and i know technically it's an event it's a mini it's whatever but it's really good like this is this makes me feel like when i got into comics again you know like mm. it, everything feels new and fresh and I, I just don't know if i'm putting the cynicism away while i'm reading this one but it's got the twists and turns. I don't know what's coming. So kind of, kind of like when I watch New Japan, right? Where you're like, this story could literally go anywhere and it all makes sense. Versus what you're so used to with WWE. Where it's like, oh, I know where this one, know exactly where this is going. And the matches might be good, but it, it kind of loses its steam. So, um, but yeah. 
All right. Uh, we should probably rate it. Uh, what are you giving it, Matt? As a nine point five. Oof. Uh, I was gonna give it a straight nine, but uh, I'll yeah. respect your yeah. your nine point five. Um. Now I'm very intrigued with where it's going, and uh, it's, it's it's. I think what it does better than anything is it just I get this feeling, this tone of them being in the yeah. room and not trusting each other, and like not trusting mm-hmm. who's behind what. It really well, it gives you that feeling. So as I was reading this, I, I went to the group and I posted it. We. Have we really counted out Dick Grayson as as being as being uh, Leviathan himself? Because whoever it is has ties to all over the the DC continuity, and and I always just remember making a big deal of Dick is the cornerstone of of the DCU. That's why you know uh, John's fought to not kill him off in, in Infinite Crisis. And then the more I read this, I'm like, well, it can't be Dick, can it? Like, and I, I just, I don't know. Uh, it's definitely back entered my, the back of my brain. Could be Rick. Batgirl, and I see that's the whole thing. Maybe that's what that's what messes everything up. And like, is it Roy? The fact that it's coming out of Seattle, right? That was his last known whereabouts before he was killed in Heroes in Crisis. Um, he's the only one to stay dead. Is it Ollie? Is he running this entire thing? You know, and that, that's why Babs is asking who's there with you right now. Uh-huh. Manhunter was his lawyer, you know? Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's Beast Boy. I'm calling it right now. That would be cool too. I'd be perfectly okay with that. Beast Boy's behind it all. Uh, all right, that that is that is uh, Event Leviathan. That will take us on to Batman seventy eight. Tom King writing and Clayman on the art. Uh, so Connor can actually perk up. Uh, uh, well, I mean, I read. I will say, I, I like the art. I thought the art was nice. Art is really nice. Yeah, Just, art's gorgeous. It's a uh, story. Clayman tends to be pretty good. Yeah, the story, uh, not 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 so much. I don't, I don't get how training in Hawaii. On the edge of a cliff, makes you realize why you do this, Bruce. And that you're still in love with Catwoman, which we all knew. This feels like an extreme detour, given yeah where the last issue were ended. Yeah, yeah, definitely not not plotted. Um, I don't say correctly. I don't want to tell King how to plot his things, but a misstep I can say. This if this was an episode of a TV, it's a lot like Stranger Things season two, where we took a side quest to Chicago. You know? bloody 11 episode <laughs> yeah and it's, it's the one episode i hated in that season yeah me too you know Although another way solid person that liked it i liked the episode i just from where it left off off that cliffhanger of maybe hawkins is blown up we don't know to hey we're gonna go on the sidetrack and do the x-men with 11 you know um yeah i that that's just gave me those vibes uh, the issue is really pretty, as we said. Um, I, the whole the whole thing is basically just them realizing, yeah, we're still kind of in love with each other, and we shouldn't try to hide that fact. And you know, because it I'm you know shocked. ends with a big kiss, and then just yeah. kind of. Um, I just, I, I did like that Bruce pointing out to her. Well, you guys, you played into Bane's hand. She's like, well, so did you. Like you got so angry, you let your anger guide you, that led you into this mess. He's like, yeah, but you left. 
So I just, I, you know, I felt the, the emotional stunting that, that Bruce still has. Right? I thought that came over very well. I'm just kind of tired of this. And I, and I hope this does lead to him not being the bat for, for a little bit. Like, fine. I mean, be happy. there was a rumor on a certain site that shall not yeah. be named last week about a new Batman. And they yeah. didn't have an identity, but uh-huh. just saying something would be different. Yeah. What did you say? It was going to be a person of color. Well, I, I, I don't want to just say whatever it was because I don't know if people oh. want to know what they're saying. You know, oh. it's, it's just a rumor. Just okay, but the point was yeah. clearly not Bruce, right? Which, as long as it's not a certain character, I'll be fine. And this opened up, this opened up to think about making me excited to read Batman because it's something different and it's definitely different than what King's doing, you know? Like, um, yeah, yeah, no arguing with that. Yeah, so, I mean, the issue is. Okay. Like, uh, oh, even could we have not this? enthusiastic about. It. I, I, no, he was kind of quiet. I thought he was going to fight. Nah, I mean, no. it, like, I didn't hate it. It, it was, it was just like it's kind of King doing his thing again, where he's kind of right. repeating and he's kind of doing the, the kind of the fever dream esque storytelling of just. Do, do you know what the thing is though? When this issue was rooftops at the start yeah. of the run, in between these story arcs, it's fantastic. Uh-huh. When you do it towards the climax in the middle of a big story it just feels like a distraction and so a detour why why couldn't we have this issue in place of the last issue and then do the last issue now so we see bruce and, and selena come together and we know they're going to be on their way back to gotham and then on their way back to gotham that's when 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 uh when uh damien has his complete yeah. dick move and then we get the alfred thing and and now we just have a whole interruption, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, I just, it's one of those I, where I, I understand the point of this, and I think early in the run, I'm like, yeah, this, this is great as character building. At this stage, an entire issue in the middle of a, of a story feels just off. Like yep. uh, this could have been uh, the last two issues have had like a, f- a tiny scene of, of Bruce and Selena in each one. And, yep. and it's been really frustrating and just felt shoehorned in. Mm-hmm. This could have been spread out over those two or three issues and been the subplot in those issues and been fantastic as a sub. Yeah. I just don't know why they had to go to Hawaii. I don't get it. To, to have some whiskey at the beach. Or at least yeah, that tea drink. That that tea drink was pretty funny, though. I, I will give him credit there. That yeah. that cracked me up to open up, and he's like, "Well, no, I'm I'm not drinking that." And what is it? Two Highland Parks. Yeah, it's whiskey. Double, and and one ginger ale, please. Yeah. As the guy that orders the non-alcoholic, I appreciate uh, Magnum Bruce there. Um, and, and there's comedy in there. I just I feel like King's taking himself a little bit. I want to say he's taking himself too seriously. But this whole bat cat thing, because I thought it was funny here where the waiter's like, hey, bro, that's your wife? Right? And he's like, yeah. You know, like, yeah, he, he doesn't, doesn't really answer. answer. Yeah. But the look on his face is like, you know what? Yeah. Could have been. Yeah. So. Um, but no. Oh, man. 
It could have been with this though. one. Was like, it so does. Yeah. Like, okay. I can't kill it for that. I just the content. I'm just. I don't know. I just have fatigue. I have a, a question. I know you guys haven't really been keeping up with Kevin, but didn't she change her costume last time you guys were reading it? This is a new costume. Oh, this is the costume. Oh, is this, this is, is this, the new costume. This is yeah. the new one. Oh, okay. no, 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 I thought there was a like a a different one before this that I was thinking of that was more. No, this is the returns esque that she she pieced together. Because yeah, of all I, of the, I, the fake. I guess here it doesn't look pieced together, which is why I was. Well, what I mean is, it... no, yeah, what I mean pieced together. If you look at it, like the way the, there's an open armpit and stuff, it's like she salvaged sure. it. Sure. Yeah. You know, like like the mask doesn't quite match up with the rest of it and, and whatnot. Um, no, that's fair enough. I, I I was under the impression it was more kind of literal yeah. stitched together, I, but I, I never read it. So I, I, yeah, I definitely prefer the goggles look for her. Because this this doesn't scream thief to me, you know what I mean. This is like dominatrix. Like I, I'll tell you what I like in the you know the you know the page. It's a few times, but yeah, the the page where they're climbing the cliff and just after, yeah. uh, the way the whip hangs looks like the tail. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. That was a little, a little clever. Oh. yeah. Like I said, it's not the worst issue. I just I'm I'm running out of steam on this. Yeah, I think like on its own, out of context, it's a perfectly good issue. You know, it's it's well well written well enough. It's it's nice enough. It's like you know, I've got the big emotional climax at the end. But in context, it just feels out of place and a uh, you know this this side story that we we didn't need to dedicate an entire issue to right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say about it to be honest. It's kind of just like oh it's another one of King's like romance issues. Uh and well, they can at times be very, very good. Uh this one Yeah, you know, he's done it better before. And at this if, point yeah. you know If if this is what Bat and Cat's gonna be uh, you know, more in line with like twelve this, issues of this. Yeah. Yeah. It, with or or like the, the Superman Lois double date. Cool, I'm there for that book because that's exactly what it is. That's the point of the book. Versus here, where he's set up this big, huge thing with City of Maine, right? And this is putting the brakes on that right now. So, because yeah. <clears throat> again, we all agree this isn't bad. It's just not o- great. Objectively, it's probably the issue of Batman I've liked the most in a, in a while. Yeah. It just yeah. feels so out of place in the story. Yeah. So, all right, Mal, we give it. Uh, I'm gonna give this one a seven point five. Car, um, I'll give it a five point five. No, no, no. I'll give it a six. I like the art enough. Yeah. I would give it a seven. Uh, it's it's yeah. fine. It's fine. It's not you know, rocking my world. Um, I'd rather be on the main story. But mm-hmm. hey, uh, Clayman. so. We will move on then to Wonder Woman issue 78, G. Willow Wilson writing with Tom Derenick on the art, and uh, get into this. Love has left the building, and... The, the death of love. And everyone is getting a little bit less empathetic as a result. Yep. Uh, great yeah, scene where like... someone, uh, a cyclist gets you know hit by a car uh, on the road, and a couple of others go, oh, that's terrible, he's been hit by a car, someone should help him. Yeah, but I'm not going to do it because I may get hit by a car too. Yeah. Let's just leave him out there. <laughs> right. So, so is this uh, Wilson saying like 
the root of empathy is love. Like, but we don't we don't associate it with that, right? Like, love is this romantic thing, but to have to have love for your fellow man means you don't want to see anything bad happen to him. And you know, so so when love goes away, so does that. And is this a reflection of modern society with the social media and the distance between people and and whatnot? Or am I just reading into it too much? Uh, maybe skewed it a little bit, but I don't mean you yeah. know, the core point of you know love being the root of empathy is yeah. definitely intentional. Yeah, and even yeah. just the fact that love is a big part of who Wonder Woman is, so without it, she can't even yeah. fight. That she's she becomes this this lesser. Well, yeah, she has, it's, it's it's the idea she has that no you know, desire. She's, she's not like you know Batman or even even Clark to that extent, where you know, you know they're driven by different things, right? Uh, and hers happens to be love. Right, because she left paradise to I, to improve the world of man, right? And there there has to be because she wants to bring a bit of paradise to them. Yeah. And, what I will say is, yeah. I read this and then read Batman, and that uh-huh. felt super weird, <sighs> given that like, like there was just you know, you know lack of love to complete no, and total love. Yeah, clearly no yeah. ripple effect to the wider world. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's. It, yeah, I mean, that's and, and I'm not really holding that against either. Yeah. So I'm just—it was just a, a jarring transition in and my. And I find it ironic too that one of my my villains that I've learned to love with Barbara Ann is responsible for the death of love. So like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she that, she uh, smashes Wonder Woman's gauntlets and takes all other stuff. She she's. I, yeah. Yeah, I have a big problem with the art in this section. First section. Mm. Uh, actually, no, more the coloring specifically. Because yeah. it's framed as clearly, okay, she's running, but she's already had a bit of a tussle, right? You know, so right. there's the faded outfits that are clearly semi, the you know, they're kind of flashbacks. They, they happened before. The problem is the big, huge page where the gauntlets are broken also it's clearly happened in the fight previously because right. all the present day stuff, she, yeah. you know, it is, it, she doesn't have them. It, but it's colored yeah, like the present stuff. Yeah, you think they're doing a memento thing? Is that what they were trying to go for? To where this is the point where they meet up? No, no, because I, I think all the... If you go to like the very first panel of the book... Um, it's is in, color. Is in, yeah, the color one. and then but the So then we've got a, a faded one, which is a flashback in the fight. And then mm-hmm. the next panel, you can see clearly she, she already doesn't have the, the, the bracelets. So that is a head right, of... Right, that's what I'm saying. So like in Memento, where it's... They're they're telling it in the two different parts until they meet up in the middle. Are you, are you, are you, are you, are you saying the stuff that's full color is going backwards? No, that's I get what Connor's saying that they were. My thing is they were trying a memento thing, but they got it backwards, right? Where meaning forwards? With, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So they told the story. <sighs> Never mind. I, I, I don't actually quite get. <laughs> like, yeah. Do you, Pete? Uh, not really. But um, I will. I will add to this and say that I don't really like the art and the issue as a whole, for the most part. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's bits I like, it's, and then but it's not the best. It's very nineties. Wonder Woman looks a bit too bulky at times. All the faces are all a bit just you know that that chunky nineties kind of look that they've got. Um, they all yeah. have square jaws. Every character has a square jaw, from Cheetah to Steve Trevor. Yep. They do, so, and and yeah. you know it's not necessarily to my taste but i don't hate the art but it was that first bit with the coloring that annoyed me because it established this whole okay it established yeah. a sequence with the coloring and it was a technique 
and then it just completely threw it out the window three pages in. Yeah. And that, that really annoyed me. Um, the scene with her in the bubble bath, too, looks very awkward. Yeah. Um, yeah, Steve's yeah, trying to be comforting, but he can't because love's gone. Yeah, right. there's a few times I feel like it's just it's just a bit awkward. Um, Wonder Woman in in Etta's office is one uh-huh. where mm-hmm. she stood up the, the first panel right there. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Etta calls her in because all hell's breaking loose because there's no love, no one showed up to work mm-hmm. because they don't care anymore. And, and, and I, I did like the dialogue. He's like, "Well, you just saying people love their jobs." She's like, "No, of course not. They hate their jobs, but they love their families." They so they look, exactly. Oh. I I've not related to a line in a comic uh-huh. in quite some time. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I love my house. <laughs> I don't want to keep it. Therefore, I have to go to work. Yes. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah, so, um, but and I know that Wonder Woman wears you know next to nothing half the time, right? Like that's her costume. But without the bracelet, she seems naked to me, right? Like, yeah, it looks kind of no, weird. No, it does look really weird without the bracelets. Yeah, and so it makes her vulnerable, and I and I, I do like that. I'll give the art credit there. You know, but that's also the tone of the issue and 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 whatnot. And uh, Kale looking properly uh, Bond villain esque here, complete with white fluffy cat. <laughs> it's her, just a shame it wasn't a spinny chair. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, right. Uh, but what we gets the idea of going to Veronica Kale for help uh, to try and figure mm-hmm. out how they could fix this and whatever. So Veronica's like, ah, oh, so you want me to help you? Yada yada yada. Uh, there's no love, and she doesn't really quite believe her because I mean, this is something that even Steve said earlier on is that he doesn't feel any different, but yeah. it's not noticeable right away. And then she tries to think about her daughter, and then she can't remember the pain of not having her, which was a big driving force for her for like right? you know, Ruckus Run for like two years, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and then she's like, okay, fine, I guess we're doing this. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, uh, and she gets a, a shard of the sword that she was hit with, uh, in her skin. Uh, and that's kind of like what propels us. Uh, whereas the final scene is some looters with masks just stealing stuff because, again... Is a, a not daredevil mask. A not daredevil yeah. mask because they don't care because no love, again. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. you know, Wonder, uh, Wonder Woman uh, is getting kind of rough. Like because she has no love, she's fighting with a little bit less compassion, a little bit right. less tact. But a bit more vicious, as it were, uh, and you know he, she she maybe throws this random guy quite hard into a wall. Yes, and yeah, she is just up. Should at, have been stealing. She is just up at a up at a building somewhere, just looking down, just sort of grinning, and that's kind of how men dare you. So yeah, this is the sort of thing where I'd actually be almost I'd almost wanted to tie into other books and have other books like lose yeah. love for an issue, just to see what yeah. it's like. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been cool. That's why I said, like, you know, reading Batman right after this felt jarring because I was like, oh man, this could have been yeah. cool to have a ripple effect. Um, um, but uh, hey, I'm not, I'm not holding that against it. No, I'm also I want to point out at Ladiades when when they leave, and you know, they got to get back to their followers because duty still means something even if love does not. Mm. And I was just like, oh damn, mm. like it has changed. Even it's affecting even the gods. Uh, but uh, so you know, you know where the next thing is, right? You got to kill war because if love's dead, war has to come next. That, that, that just evens everything out. We're back to normal. <laughs> sure, let's go get Ares and just uh, end it there, man. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, actually, I like the story of this show a lot. I like what the story's doing uh, completely. 
Yeah. And once again, it makes me sad that uh, Wilson is leaving the book. Uh, the art, though, yeah. I definitely felt was a uh, especially because this art, book's art. this book's had a lot of good art uh, since Wilson yeah, took over. Buddy. So yeah. it's this is especially sticking out to me just how Did kind of anyone like anyone feel a you know I know I know we were not super keen on the style but a a distinct like drop in quality uh, when it cut to Washington and was doing you know the the yeah. scenes outside on the street and the the you know mm. the, the the cyclist being here As... like, that felt a lot rougher like like it was a maybe it was a completely different inker or something it just didn't feel tight at all. Well, this is Norm Ratman, so Ratman's a pretty decent inker. I just, you know, uh, I, I, no, there's there's two inkers, Trevor Scott and uh, Mark Rampant. So uh, that may, that oh. might be what it is. It might be that that section, that difference. couple of pages, yeah, is yeah. done by someone else. Because cool. I felt it. Yeah. Well, uh, I was gonna say something. No, I forgot. Oh, I'll, I'll, you know, I wasn't a big fan of Carrie Nord, right? But I'll, I'll take Nord over this every day. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. Because at least with Nord, it's it's stylistically different enough. Whereas here, everyone kind of looks square. And, you know, but yeah. Yeah, all right, Matt, what are you giving up? I'm going to give this one 7.5. I really like the story, but the art. It's almost a reverse Batman. Sure. I really like the art in that one, and the story took it down. All right. Uh, I'm actually going to agree with the 7.5. Art, dragging it down a bit. Yeah, I will also agree with the seven point five. Uh, story's good. Uh, you know, if based on the story alone, it's probably like an eight point five or something like that. But, um, but that's not how comics work. No, but there's art too. Oh. Yes. So here we go. So that'll take us out of the Flash seventy eight. Joshua Wilson writing with Rafa Sandoval on the art, and uh, that pesky Sage Force user uh, runs off. Psych. Every time I hear his name, that's all I think. Psych. Yeah. Uh, he Psych. runs off, uh, and I kind of like halfway through this this issue, I was like. This has to end with Black Flash getting someone. Like we have to kill yeah. someone. So luckily, the the last page is him getting Psych, and Psych is just a skeleton in his hands. It's beautiful. It's convenient that it's the one that that they care the least about, isn't it? Yeah, the a hole. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. yeah. like, I, I feel I like hope... we've had way way more weight if if it was actually someone he liked that died. You know, and don't be wrong, Barry didn't want anyone to die. Where, no, well, but... if it was Forza, the the first one that he met. Yeah, that right. would hurt a lot it, more, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, also, I am not convinced this is not Psych messing with him more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's possible. Like, well, if it is, cool. Like, kill off the Force user, whatever. That, that's why they were set up. But um, and also, it took me this issue to realize that um, this that uh, what's his name, the Steel Force guy, uh, Steadfast. Steadfast. Yeah. It is essentially a, a monk, and that. His, how, how he interprets the still force is like meditation you know yeah um and, and i can't believe it took me this long to realize that yeah so. um i like you know, this i mean it's called death and the speed force so yeah we're probably gonna kill the other forces by the end of this which is nice mm-hmm. um but here's the thing and i get that the speed force has been around a lot longer therefore it's probably a lot stronger but aren't there, wouldn't there be, wouldn't the Strength Force, say, have its own version that would come after the other Force users too? Like, if you're telling me the forces are kind of equal, and this is how they react to the existence of the other, then I feel they would have these dark avatars popping up. Yeah, you know? maybe they just never got, uh, they never were around long enough, unleashed long enough to uh, to establish maybe. and manifest those. Maybe. So, I don't know. 
I like Barry's plan here of like, yeah. well, hey, if we just wait till the Speed Force dies, because you know the, the other forces being around is killing the Speed Force. Right. If we just wait till it dies, then Black Flash goes with it, and you guys are all safe. Right. Which I like right. in theory. Hmm? Yeah. Uh, there's a, a but that also, there's a sorry. I was gonna say there's a scene with uh, more more of this uh, rogues recruitment, which I think you know I'm I'm fairly interested in the rogue story it's building up to, even if you know weather yeah. wizard new looks uh, abhorrent. Ostentatious. I like, I like it. I don't like him being a force mage, right? Oh, like he's, he's oh. like a, a weather sorcerer. I take it Matt wasn't here last time we spoke about this. Yeah, because yeah, we ran no. into that look. Uh, so yeah, we hated it. Uh, but, uh, I want him to full, go full Gandalf. Cold is the only one that looks good. I mean, he he um, looks okay. Yeah, they get Mirror Master, who's in a jacuzzi uh, okay. in Malibu. What? Is this Scudder or is this McCullough? Because I can't remember. Because he doesn't talk with the accent, but I thought that McCullough was the one that took over after. So. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Go to the DC Wiki page for the issue and just see what what it says. <laughs> what what, what issue is this? Flash seventy eight. Seventy eight. Yeah. yeah. Um, and although Cold's actually looking for his sister, who was meant to be with Mirror Mirror Master. Right. So he so... wants her. He's going to launch his big thing because all this new tech they've got from Lex Luthor. So this is clearly all just set up for the next arc. This is stuff that's coming after the the, the Force stuff, which is fine. Um, yeah. And I'll probably enjoy it more because I like the rogues more. But Yeah, also in the solicits we saw that he's going to become King Cold, which leads me up into old King Cold as a very old soul. Hmm. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's, uh, it's Scudder, by the way. Scudder. Right. This is Scudder. Yeah. All right, so who's the first Mirror Master? I think... Was it Scudder? Because I thought Scudder died. I thought Scudder was the first one. Right, so that's why McCullough took over. Yeah. Yes, we're still on Scudder. Right, so what happened to McCullough? I thought we had McCullough last. Did we? Is he he's the one that dates... He's the one that dates Golden Glider. Has he been around since New 52 and Rebirth? Yeah, I don't remember seeing yeah. him. In a is while. This is what happens when I read the John stuff at the same time I was reading this stuff. Yeah, I mean, if you talk about what happened know, in my brain, if you talk about continuity before Flashpoint, then sure, yeah, like that's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but here, that's my whole thing. Is is this confusing my brain? Because I was reading them concurrently, so in my brain, on, the last on, Mirror Master I saw was McCullough. Yeah, I'm on McCullough's wiki, huh? D- DC wiki page, and on appearances. And it all seems to be Flash Volume Two, Flash Rebirth Volume One. Yeah, you know, you know, as in the, the the John's Rebirth. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's been in re- in in you know Rebirth uh, or even since before the New Fifty Two. Okay. So it's just Matt confusing us for no reason. And My bad, he's guys. supposed to be our resident continuity wizard. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. Brain. My brain's dumb. Uh, I, I will say I did kind of like uh, Flash racing to get to a uh, uh, psych and like the, the, that paddle of Black Flash overtaking yeah. him because he's not fast enough anymore. Uh, I did kind of like that that page and that kind of chase. Yeah, yeah. No, that was fun. I like the train. Here's the thing, though. How did Psych get out of the country so quick? Right, he's far. 
Uh, they had so, teleporters in the the flash cave, right? Like Zeta beam tubes. Uh, in in the Speed Lab HQ, um, when they set that up a couple of issues ago. Yeah, but why would Seek have been using them? Because he wasn't at the Speed Lab. Right. Oh, that's true. He wasn't was he? No. Nope. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. He he got to the the West Highlands of Scotland by, I don't know, paddle. I'm just saying he he got there quick. Paddle boat. That's that's my guess. He um, he took whatever shortcut through the earth that Bruce used in Dark Knight Rises. He's the match group too. Uh, ah. Your mate's going. Yep. Uh, also, there's no plot hole in Dark Knight Rises about him getting back to Gotham. I'm, I'm not. I know there's it. not. I just wanted to say. It well, totally. I mean, he he also <sighs> took time out of his day to go burn a gigantic bat symbol into the bridge. So you know. That's a fantastic Probably moment. As one of the best moments of that trilogy. I will not hear a yeah, bad word right. about it. To be fair, me and Pete defended that moment a lot when we did our. It looks cool as shit. Don't get me wrong, but when you think, it's just like when you think about you know the you know, Jason putting a dude's head in in the the oven or the fridge and then hiding around a corner waiting for somebody to find it before he comes out and stabs him. But, but you know what I mean. Bruce's whole thing is theatricality and symbols and stuff yeah. it's it's making a show and you know so it makes yeah. sense in that movie it makes more sense yeah. for him to do that than for jason to put a head in the fridge yeah yeah well, I was yeah just jason does it because he's got a, a right sense of humor mm. you know what i mean mm. and he's like hey watch this i'm gonna get him yes firefly yeah. you, you talk to a very patient man yes he is he is everyone else runs he just you know like michael myers he he'll get you yeah Pete, when you were playing the, the, the WWE 2K games, yeah. you did make a team of Jason and Michael, right? Oh, I had Jason, Michael, Freddy, Pinhead, Leatherface. No, I know, but you, you gave them The Undertaker and Kane, right? Like, Oh, I don't know. Movesets. I can't remember. Well, uh, Jason was definitely mostly Kane's moveset, right. but with a different finisher. Right. Un- uh, Michael Myers was mostly Undertaker's moveset with a different right. finisher. Because so. the, the, the sit-up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think I made a faction called the Horror Hooligans, if I recall correctly. <laughs> yeah. So I remember you sent me a video of, of of Michael's entrance to the to the Halloween music. Oh yeah, and it was tight. So it was oh. Flash. Um, yeah. It'd be nice if they made the the gameplay fun, so I could enjoy playing those games again. Yeah, I barely touched it in like. 10 games is depressing. Speaking of video games, I, I was planning on playing God of War 4 last night. Yet when I went to go, I forgot I haven't charged my controller in quite some time. <laughs> so so there, there went that. Because the way that I'm, I'm situated, there's no way I could sit and play and have it plugged in, like old school style. Yeah, I usually so, do that. Uh, yeah. You can always just buy a longer USB cable if you. If you I really just use. To. Uh, yeah, but what is it? You know, you know, because it, it's the same that is a very common phone charger. Yeah. So I just have that plugged in by you know, by my feet as a I phone charger, and then just uh, use it there. I didn't think about that until uh, it was time for bed. Let me go. Yeah. I could have just plugged this into the wall right next to me. You can. Yeah. yeah. You could. But you... I end up. <laughs> but yeah, I might I might do that when I'm done here. There you go. That's a fun day. So let's get through these. Yeah. Well, we're pretty much done with Flash. I, mean, I think it was an okay yeah. issue. We're not loving this story, but it's no. the, it's not a bad issue as part of the story, though. Like it's no, it's not. It's just it's just in a bit of a slump for the story yeah. right yeah. now, isn't it? So, uh, 
And, well, some of Sandoval's art issues are still there. There was definitely some more likable panels in this one, I thought. The trade stuff at the end, mostly. Worked I think probably. it helped that there was less of Barry running in this issue. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Maui, give it up. I'll give this one a... Uh, the art was a big... I mean, Sandoval's fine. I'll give it a seven. Done. Uh, Connor? Six. I'll agree with the seven. That's fine. Yeah. It's fine book. I was going to go 6.5, but then I was like, hmm, was it 6.5? No. Also, I don't like giving out 6.5s. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, that what's takes... wrong with 6.5s? I want to know. God damn it, Kat. I guess that's Sorry. what's wrong with them. Uh. Yeah, right? Can't just do my finger. <laughs> that takes us on to Young Justice issue 8, Brian Michael Bendis, Oof. writing with John Tibbs on the art. And... This, this is a frustrating issue to talk about, Matt, because I actually think this is a very good issue. I really, it is. I really and I enjoyed... don't want it overshadowed by by the stupidity of certain things. The, um, there's one thing that we're going to yeah, complain about, yeah. but the issue, you know, it's basically the RR3 and the crime syndicate's actually been missing for a while and they've been replaced yep. by the, the R3 version of Young Justice. It's like the evil right. versions of all these characters. Right. And... That's Did they just not go back after Forever Evil? Well, no, no, no. John was there. That's where John got aged up. Remember, he was in the volcano. Yeah. And right. and Connor was probably tuning us out. Um, but he was in the volcano. That Ultraman was there. Here's my main thing, and Bendis will probably address it, though. This is the Earth that Alexander Luther was from, right? Yes. In Crisis. Uh-huh. Therefore, Luther are good, right? Because of the, the polarity reverse. Yeah, yes. that was the whole thing in Forever Evil, wasn't it? Right? Um, well, no, because that, that became... That Luther was Shazam, remember? Oh, yeah. Right? So, uh, but just for now, does that mean this Luther L is still half good, half bad? I would, t- I would take it... A- so Luther L is the evil Superboy here. Um, right. He, I would, I would take it as kind of like how Superboy struggled with the idea that he's got part some Luther right. in him. It's probably the same right. in this, where he struggles with the idea that he's got some good in him, but he's mostly evil. <laughs> right. And that, that, but, but I'm looking at his name, and and you would think you'd still he would be like Ultra something. Right. He can't use Ultra Boy. That's a member of the yeah. Legion. We got uh, right. a Max on Thunder as the uh, Wonder Girl. Which I had to look up a Max, and that's not a word. Ben just made up that word. That's fair. That's fair. So, because every time I looked up a Max, and it would take me straight to Amazon, like it wanted me to buy stuff. Yeah, so, so she's she's fighting Wonder Girl. Uh, Luther yep. L shows up and attacks uh, Amethyst and uh, Jerry right. Hex. Superboy, of course, jumps in and tries to yep. help. Uh, Impulse has got Speed Zone, right? Who looks like a dark version of of Wallace? Yeah, like uh, of that. So that that's cool. I like Ben just keeping that going. And they they're uh, all after a multiverse map. They think that our characters have a multiverse yep. map for some reason. Because they want to get out, because we don't know what happened to the crime syndicate. Yeah. They all just took off somewhere. Yeah, Superboy's um, throwing uh, uh, Luther L into the Daily Planet yeah. globe, and there's attacks and everything. It's just a really well-drawn Bruce Tim. Yeah. That's not Bruce Tim, sorry. <laughs> John Tim. <laughs> uh, yeah, the other one. Yeah, um, the other Tim. Could you imagine a, a, a Bruce Tim one, though? I know, I know. Uh, so, uh, anyways, um, I did like the part with Connor. It's like, oh... You shouldn't have shown me what you can do because now I know I don't have to hold back. Like I thought, yeah. I thought that was pretty good because even even when it's an evil version, he doesn't want to hit his teammates, right? He he just wants to 
use light as possible. But he's like, all right, well, we're going to do this. And I like that a Maxim Thunder is the leader of this team, and she does it by manipulating the evil Tim Drake and Luther L and basically doing her bidding. Yep. And everyone else is just kind of around. But throughout this issue, we're getting this narration, and I felt stupid because once it was revealed, I was like, ah, I should have known this from the beginning based off of the color of the box. Yeah, boxes. the color of the border of the right? box is purple with a gold and- trim. But before you get to that, though, I want to point okay. out, so when Evil Tim shows up, right, who's right. who's Ginger, by the way, just want to put that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, when Evil Tim shows up, uh, he's the only one who doesn't get, like, a logo with his name. Like, all the other ones, like, it comes up saying, you know, a Maxim Thunder, it comes up saying, right. you know, Lutherell. But his, his doesn't, because it's going to be revealed throughout the conversation where he eventually says his name is Drake. And Tim's like, you call yourself Drake? Just Drake? What? What's up with that? And he's like... Pete, it's the most dangerous of birds. <laughs> Which... No, it's not, Bendis. I looked this up. I thought, is there a bird of prey I'm missing? Because as you far know, as I know, a Drake is a male duck. It is a male duck, yeah. Right? So if you want to be the most dangerous of birds, then you, you find out you call yourself the gander and you're the male Canadian goose, right? Do you, or swan of some kind. Swans are vicious. Yeah. Do you know what that so, sounds so like though? Do, do you say that though that it's the most vicious bird that the animal kind of? It sounds like John Peters, the producer of uh, Superman yeah. Lives, talking about yeah. bears and Everything. spiders as the most yeah. dangerous creature in the animal kingdom. Yeah. Wait. So. <laughs> Unless this is a swerve, and I'm hoping it's a swerve. Yet then I look at that ugly costume that he gets, and I'm like, No, because he basically uh, says, oh, that's actually quite smart, uh, using Drake, because it's both my name and it's a a bird. And then then, uh, Bart's like, yeah, you should start calling yourself Drake. Drake. Don't listen to Impulse. Yeah, don't. Just don't. You don't. He's he's not getting any good ideas. Gets got ADD. Mixed with drinking too much Mountain Dew, he makes bad decisions. His name is Impulse. Like, it's yeah. not there. I want to weigh in here on the sense that I have very low expectations on most code name changes. Yeah. Like, uh, like, and you know, there's a lot of them that I just don't really like. I don't really care for. Like uh, Duke going from Lark to Signal. I think it was yeah. a downgrade. But yeah. Sure. At least uh, you know. But his it's thing. Bird. What's that? It's still a bird. It fits that theme, right? Robin, sure, yeah. Mark, Bluebird, like... Yeah, exactly. Signal completely upsets that. So right, it, so I didn't know, like it, but right. here's the thing. It wasn't just his goddamn name. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is not a... The definition of a code name is not your name. That'd be uh, becoming Duke. Just Duke. <sighs> yeah, the that's Duke. like... What, what, what's your password, Tim? Yeah. Password? Is, is, it, is, is it just <laughs> him? It's just possible. Yeah, evil. Those guys. Evil Tim tries to shoot him in the face because he's evil. Um, Rubber bullets, he promises. Yes. Oh, that uh, was funny. But of course, at the end, the the narrator that we've had the whole time shows up. Yeah. And it is Stephanie oh. Brown of Earth Three, who is apparently not evil. She seems like she's actually a good character she's still. Batman. Yeah, she's the Batwoman. Yeah. yeah. So, so what I liked about this was you, I'm trying to figure out who's talking, and I'm like, who the hell is is this? Like a version of Jenny Hex because she's on the outside. Is this is this Naomi? Like, is this what we're what we're getting? Because uh, we know she can she can teleport and whatnot. You know, uh, she, she's been to the other her other realm where she's from. And and then I see the purple, and then I see it's her, and it and it fits. Um, and I kind of like that because if you know her backstory, for those that don't, 
her dad's the, the clue master, right? And he's a villain, and that's why she's the spoiler. So I just I feel like her her being a hero is kind of a spoiler in this universe. So so it all fits. Hmm. Uh, I like that, and and I like that Tim is like, oh, I've been trying to get back to you, and she's like, wait, wait, uh, what are you talking about? Um, I also like she brings up the you can't wear that here. We're, we have enough of a gang problem, and then we see the snappers. Yeah, oh, yeah, snapper car. Yeah, that that was hilarious. That was really funny. No, that it was, was very much the warriors. I I, I like that. Um, but he he starts professing all this love, and I was like, oh yeah, this all started like a day ago to them when they got you know pulled to Gem World, and he was you know just a metropolis with with her, um, and and whatnot. And then when when Bart comes out and knocks her out. I was like, "Shit, man, you can't, you can't be doing that." Yeah, Bart punches at the back of the head. <laughs> yeah, so thank you, uh, evil. But yeah, so outside of that, I hope it's not. Someone pointed out to me, one of our listeners, that this all could be a swerve. There's no way it's actually Drake, because the way that it's handled is, if Impulse thinks it's a good idea, it's probably not. Uh-huh. And that it's the evil version. Why would he take you? Um, but like from, you said, from that, there is that costume. Yeah, that's not that great, and just ugh. I'm trying to. I I always try to stay positive when it comes to stuff like this, but this one's proving to be difficult because I get him not wanting to be Robin. I mean, having multiple versions has never really been a, an issue with DC. You know, we've had two uh, blue beetles running around, and what, what what was wrong with Red Robin? Yeah, like. Like that genuine question. It worked. Yeah. It clearly differentiated him. He was not just Robin. He okay. He's right. Red Robin. We uh, everyone just went. Yeah, that's fine. That, yeah. that wasn't confusing to anyone. But but at the same time, I feel like he's at this point where he's ready to stand on his own and be his own character, like Nightwing. And and I like that. He wants to get away. He doesn't want to be a Robin anymore. But pick a better name than Drake, man. And and he... how kind of terrible is it in in the aspect of, hey, Nightwing was inspired by Superman. Right, you're inspired and, and by, evil, by his evil counterpart. Yeah, who like, looks more like Jason Todd? Or again, don't take cues from him. Yeah, that's always a bad idea. Um, the so. book, the book ends. Uh, we finally see sort of Green uh, Teen Lantern and, and Jenny kind of get into it, and right. uh, the evil Jenny Hex is just called Hex, and it ends with her uh, using a, a round to knock out uh, Jenny, presumably. But she's going for her trunk. It's like. Oh, your trunk's yep. still full of goodies, implying that she's used all of hers already, that they're all gone. Right. So uh, we're going to finally going to get to see what was in this damn trunk. Right. That's going to but have stuff in it. next issue, we also get the origin of Teen Lantern. Yeah. That, that should be fun. No, I, outside of the Drake reveal and stuff, I really enjoyed this issue. A lot. That's uh, the thing. I went into this issue thinking I was going to be annoyed because of the Drake uh, name yeah. change. But... Everything else is fantastic. All these characters interacted with the evil versions of themselves, the Snapper Car Gang, Stephanie being the Batwoman, although I do hate her hair. Just FYI. Yeah, but again, it's her three. You're not supposed to like everything. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but, like, everything else I loved, the, like, it's one of my favorite issues of the book so far. Like, I'm actually kind of glad to be away from the Gem World stuff and then back to something mm-hmm. else. So, um, no. Uh, well, and that's, and that's a pretty strong statement considering how much we like the last one, too. Yeah. With the different, you know, uh, cartoon world and, and all the, that different stuff. So, it's you can tell Bendis is having fun, for sure. Yeah. Uh, what are you giving it, Matt? 
I'm going to give this one 8.5. I am also going to give it an 8.5. It would be a 9, but the Drake takes it down that half point. Yeah. That's what that's my, my ruling. Okay. And I'll take us on to Batman The Outsiders issue 5, which I think was just me reading this, right? Nope, I read it. Oh, you still read it? Okay. I yep. thought Matt was dropping it. Um, I, I had time. I, I got <laughs> home last night. He got it. The wife went to see a movie with her friends. I was like, might as well. So, um, I will say this book definitely benefits from lack of Batman. I know <laughs> it makes me sound like a salty anti-Batman fan, but the stuff that happened here with Katana and Black Lightning, I thoroughly enjoyed. Oh, I dug this issue quite a bit. Yeah, uh, me too. Uh, Black Lightning and Katana go to try and get uh, Sophia. Is that her name back? Yep. Um, and they're they're being told by everyone in the in the country they shouldn't be here they don't belong here but no, we're here anyway, and it's kind of them bonding and going after and a lot of this, this issue is a really quick read actually because you know it's not too long before they the end up scenes. yeah they end up fighting yeah Caliber's kind of there as the backup he's got his big mm-hmm. sniper rifle, um and God, he is he's the '90s in one image oh he is he really is like I can't get over it um. But yeah, I also liked the, the opening of this. I thought it was a lot of fun about um, Black Lightning and Katana going to Kadim and everybody telling them how much of a bad idea that is to be an American there. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that that set the tone real well. And then them two having a moment too, where yeah, that interesting. You know, yeah, it was an interesting conversation about you know Katana has killed people in the past, mm-hmm. and she's expecting Black Lightning to be like against that. And he's like. Well, I'm not really like you know. I've not had to do it yet, but like I'm not necessarily saying never. Like if the if, yeah. you know if the, if the occasion calls for it, so it's it's kind of separate from what Batman is obviously. Uh, Sophia, of course, lashes out against them because she's been all taken over and she's drugged up and whatever else from from Raz. Uh, yeah. And an Her army eyes. comes out of the sand to come and get them. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. Big adventure. There's, there's no surprise you like this issue, I suppose. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, and then and then we get the you know, this was all just a ploy to draw out the outsiders, uh, and that Duke and I'm not calling him the signal, and Orphan are left back to a surprise attack from uh, the the one guy Ishmael. The last one, Ishmael. There we go. Ishmael shows up and uh, yeah. attacks them. Yeah, that was just a cliffhanger. And I basically love that Orphan's like get behind me. Like, I like that. I love Cass so much. Yeah. So nothing bad better happen to her. I saw the solicits this time around. It seemed very foreboding. I don't like that. <laughs> so. Uh, and the other thing I'll mention, this is a really quick read, but it was also beautiful. The art from Dexter yes. Soy uh, is fantastic throughout and made it he, a very pleasant, you know, action yeah, issue. Yeah, he... His art to me is better when it's in motion than when there's people standing around. <sighs> mm. Um. So the, the, it really... Uh, the the writer uh, Hill yeah really wrote to the the artist strengths in this one I feel yeah it's funny because we said I remember last issue being a lot more like just the the, the preppy issue so there was, there was a lot yeah. more standard around the talking I think mm-hmm. this issue clearly like, this is the sort of thing we we didn't trade it'll probably yeah. flow really well because it it's yeah. just month to month it was like last issue was all the prep and then this issue was all the action so um no I I had fun with this uh I'm still digging it uh what are you giving it Matt I'm gonna give this one an eight. Um, I'm going to give it an 8.5. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, so that's about my notes. Here's issue 5. Uh, that'll take Matt on to Wonder Twins issue 7 because Cora didn't have time. And I actually... So I, I missed the last issue and that's why I've not read issue 7. Yeah. 
I did read issue six. I, I squeezed yeah. I squeezed that issue six just before we were going to record, but I did not have time to actually read this week's issue. <laughs> so I am oddly caught up, but not with this one. With this particular so, you're not so I'm not caught up. I was caught up for seconds and then I was immediately behind again. But yeah. uh, I still plan to catch it up. But anyway, Matt, what the twins issue seven, Mark Russell writing with Stephen Byrne on the yeah. art. Yeah, so uh, number one, art's still fantastic. Burns consistent throughout. Um, this I don't want to feel like this felt like a like a what's the word? I don't say a holdover or like a like a it's not like a holding pattern issue because remember this got extended and so it was just supposed yeah. to be one through six. I kind of feel in this one Russell was like, well, I told the story I wanted to do next time. Now I have to set up another one. But I need like a, a bridge issue, and this is very much that bridge issue because it catches you up on what happened uh, in in the last arc, and it deals with the fallout that that Jaina basically feels guilty for sending her best friend to jail for for what Polymath did, and that she's kind of like, well, what's the point anymore? And because they did so well on their mission, Zan and Jaina basically get downgraded from justice league members to hall of justice tour guides something which zan loves because you know that's the type of person he is but jana just kind of feels like her life doesn't have meaning and so she gets talking to superman and um and he gives her this kind of pep talk towards the end but what leads to her getting the pep talk is a hockey team called the Ice Cubes, who has a hockey fan. That's, that's a terrible name for a team. Uh-huh. Um, right? You want the Blades or, or something. Um, but they end up winning basically the Stanley Cup. And the fans go into a riot because they're so happy. They they end up uh, you know, causing all this chaos. While that's going on, the Justice League is out. They have to go deal with this, this meteor that's going to impact the Earth. And, of course, the news reports on it, which then stirs up the people even more from the riot. And um, so that leaves them to Zan and Jaina as the, the people to have to deal with this because the Justice League's off-world. Um, but there's a, a Fort McNair, which is a hermetically sealed bunker they go to. So there's this guy that basically his power is that he smells real bad. <laughs> and his name's Repulso. And they keep him. He's all lonely. Nobody wants to be around him. And they bring him out with gas masks. They hook him up to this crane. And they send him, like, they hang him over the city to disperse the crowd. But because they're all so wound up from the comet and stuff, um, they, uh, they end up, like, throwing stuff at him. And, um, well, no, first they disperse him. I had to go back over it. First, they disperse them from the riot, and that, that all works out well. And then when this comet comes up, that's when they all get whipped up again. So they go to bring them out, but because they're whipped up even more, they start throwing stuff at them, and they end up destroying like the crane that he's on. So he ends up dropping into the crowd. So Zan and Jaina are like, oh, this is a job for the Wonder Twins. So they, they activate, they go. Um, but he smells so bad that, that even uh, Zan in his water form is affected by it but Jaina, who took the form of like this giant ant like from them they don't have you know an olfactory system right mm. there there's a difference so she can get close to him and she ends up saving repulso 
And then that's where Superman and the Justice League show up, and it's it's the Trinity, it's Wonder Woman and Batman, and they show up, and it's like, guys, what are you, what are you doing? And this guy confronts them, and he's like, well, no, uh, you guys left us when a you know when a when a meteor was going to strike, and to fend for ourselves, what do you expect? And Superman's like, dude, what do you think we went? This happens all the time. The news just doesn't report on it. The reason that we haven't been taken out by meteor strikes more is because of the Justice League. And you look around, and this is what you do? And so that calms them down, and, and this is where Superman gives Jaina the pep talk, that she's just like, well, I feel useless because I lost my best friend, you know, and this is supposed to be my reward for doing good. And Superman's like, well, you don't do this because you want to be rewarded. You do it because you feel like you should. You know, maybe if you feel that way, maybe heroing's not for you. And it cuts to, to Repulso, who throughout the issue tries to get his handlers to play this. It, it's called Stratino or Stratigno. It's supposed to be like Stratigo. Um, and nobody wants to play with him. And so after the stirring speech from Superman that, you know, it says, he tells her, it's only when life is wrecking wrecking you and nothing is going the way it should that the universe lets you stand on your own two feet for a moment and think. And that's where she goes to, to the, that fort and she takes the form of the ant to go play Stratigno with, with Repulso. Um, and then to be continued. So, but it was a, a real nice little bridge issue and it's, it's Jaina coming into her own as a hero for, you know, cause for Zan, he's just like, whatever. He's kind of, I don't want to call him a dumb guy but that's kind of just what he is. Mm. And he's just like, yeah, sure, whatever. Um, but it was a really nice heartfelt issue there with with that. And the hockey fans moment really cracked me up because or to Wonder Woman's like, why are they doing this? So, and Superman's kind of like, because they're hockey fans. You know, like, that's what they do. They get excited and destroy things. And, I, and again, I, I, felt, I felt hurt at that moment. <laughs> so... A lot of reliability um, from Matt this week, apparently. Yeah, right? So, but it's pretty good. It's not the best. Like, it definitely feels like he's going to build more. Almost like season two got picked up and put production quicker than he was expecting. So, but the burn art doesn't suffer at all. It, it It's all real there. The, you know, uh, Zan takes the form of a, of a rain cloud. So it's basically just a rain cloud with his face on it. And he's even complaining about the smell. Uh, he's like, I, I didn't know I, I would still be able to smell stuff as a, as a cloud. So, um, but yeah, it's very good. Um, I'm going to give it an eight. It was, it was, it was that good. All right, then I'll take you guys on to Hogman issue 16, mm. Robin Ditty rating with Patrick O'Leaf on the art. Yeah, basically the issue where Hawkman fights a giant shadow dragon. Yeah. Nothing else That's matters. dope. No. That, that was cool. And seeing um, the first time the Shade and Hawkman met yeah, back, back in the 40s. In the, the 40s fight, yeah. Fighting Gentleman Ghost, which made me realize a lot of Hawkman's villains are thieves. Shadow Thief, Gentleman Ghost, the Shade. Even though it's not really a thief or a villain, he is a thief. He's a gentleman thief. Yeah. So I thought that's pretty funny because he's the you know museum curator guy. Yeah. Um, like you said, he fights a shadow dragon in the Shadow Realm. And that's super cool. I did not like the art in this one. It's way too sketchy. Yeah. I like it because it's in the Shadow Realm. And I get that. Shadow Lands, whatever it's called. 
Yeah, it was definitely hard for me to make out some of the things sometimes. And the guy did the art last time, right? Yeah, yeah he's, been, he's been on this since so, uh, start of the arc. Yeah, so so that didn't bother me. Here, definitely, maybe it's the inker. Maybe they are going for that that darker, shadowier tone. I, I think it's a lot scratchier and darker. And I think the color yeah. palette as well. There's a lot more blacks and purples. Uh, yeah, so did not enjoy the art. But the, the content of the art, I think, was fine. Again, you put Hawkman fighting a dragon. Um, hard for me to be mad about that. We also got the, uh, because they're in the Shadow Realm and, and the Shade's trying to get them to obey, but they're not because they don't respect his authority anymore because he doesn't have his shadow. So they form from all of these, like, I guess they're like, like orcs, right? Like shadow orc kind of. Yeah, they're kind of like just people shadows is kind of what they look like. Yeah, but they but have like. kind of treat them like and... zombies almost. Yeah. But they all form into this dragon, and they give him something to hit. Um, and that was all cool. But I, what I liked more was the, you know, we, we'd heard how much the Shade doesn't like that cane because it's tacky. And we find out that he got that cane from Carter as a thank you for helping with Gentleman Ghost. Yeah. And that their, their relationship will always be based upon honor and respect. And so, so here... That's why he's on this mission, you know, not just because Shadow Thief stole his soul or his soul, his shadow. Yeah. You know, because they, they, they kind of have this begrudging partnership. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, I really like the two of them together. And he, yeah. he's always very concerned. like, hey, Carter, you're a bit you're a bit angry these days. It's, uh, yeah. Maybe maybe cool down a little bit. Yeah. Maybe don't just fly in and hit shit with your mace. Um, yeah, but that's the way to handle things. I, I don't disagree. I mean, um, if you've got if you've got a cool flying mace, why right? You? And so here, so I'm I'm. Should, should I spoil the the last of, of the? Because this is where I think this is coming into play. Now that I got the solicits, so do do we want to do that? Do you want to edit this story? out? So the last of the secret six from from uh, Batman Who Yeah, Laughs. yeah. Now I see this. Now that I got the solicits. I thought it was because Hawkman was, he lost a shadow and that's pulling him out of, you know, pulling him back closer to the dark multiverse where he was the dragon and whatnot. But I definitely think this is the first signs that he's not exactly right. Yeah. There's the, the final pages. He's like, right, mm -hmm. I beat the dragon. Screw this. I'm right. just going to get shadow thief. I'm taking our right. shadows back. Yep. And he crashes in through the window and he has this demented grin. Yep. Of like, right. Let's it's... just do this. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of great. Yeah, but but so so yeah, it was it was decent. The art was a, a hold up for me, but yeah, again, although it was, I liked it a lot more. Yeah, well, you did. That's I mean, yeah, that's fine. I still enjoyed the issue though. If I, if I'm rating it, I'm giving it a seven point five. Um, I'm going with an eight point five because yeah. fighting a shadow dragon. What more can I ask for? Yeah, yeah. All right, that was quick. Um, yeah, we're gonna fly now. Because we're all hungry. Hey, that's why. That's oh, we're getting stop. to the end. Yeah. It's actually a fairly <laughs> quick read of an issue, to be fair. It was. It, I, I flew through that one too. I was legitimately looking up uh, where I'm going to order food from uh, while yeah. you were talking there. Um, that takes like the last book of the week, which uh, Matt read, which is Riddler Year of the Villain issue one. Mark that's Russell right. writing with Scott Galuski on the art. Yeah. So, so Mark Russell's the master of these types of issues. Now I've, I realize after that Sinestro one, 
this is a completely different tone, and it's Riddler's meeting up. It opens with them. He's at this Egyptian cafe that's super gaudy, and he's talking to King Tut, which I think that's great because King Tut was one of the few Bat villains that premiered on the 66 show and, you know, slowly made his way into comics. And here's a, a kind of a new version, but they're commiserating with each other because neither of them got the offer from Luther. And this really just throws Riddler in a tailspin because it's like, what am I doing with my life if I'm not, you know, good, if I'm not seen by uh, Luther as good enough to get one of these boxes? And um, King Tut's like, oh, well, we just got to go at Batman harder. You know, I think if we team up on our puzzles, you know, then we'll, we'll uh, you know, it'll, it'll work out. Batman won't know what hit him. So we'll do a whole thing where... It's Egyptian themed, and then right before he has to choose between these two different, uh, the these two different pathways, I'll, I'll, you'll pull the rug out from under him and drop him into one of your riddles, and that'll be the end of Batman. So Riddler agrees to it, and you know you see the last time King Tut had done this, and and that's the reason why Luther hadn't sent him a box is he had set up two doors that Batman had to choose between, one was King Tut and one was a tiger. And the tiger roars behind door one and gives it away, right? So he doesn't, you know, he's not the best puzzle guy, which is why he runs a restaurant. Which this leads Riddler to go home and basically feel sorry for himself. And when he gets there, Apex Lex is waiting for him. And he kind of just makes fun of him. He's like, you know, your whole life you've been trying to be the Riddler. And he holds up this um, trophy from his childhood. And it's from like a a class that you see he comes from a rough upbringing and that school was his, his escape. And, you know, he really shined there. Um, and that that's when he does, uh, he decided to become the Riddler that young. And he ends up going back with King Tut and, and they send the, the clue to Batman and Batman's with, with the Gotham city police force. And he's talking with Gordon. He's like, Oh, it's King Tut give me a half hour, 45 minutes. I'll have this situated. And the cops have just ordered her the pizza. It's like, Oh, well, we'll save you a few slices. Batman shows, uh, still should be hot by the time you get there. So Batman goes through it and it's all Egyptian themed. And, and, you know, he has to be weighed by Anubis. So it's just big, gigantic scale. Like it's very silver age Batman. And of course he, he gets there and as Joker is, is or Joker Riddler's hiding, in the sarcophagus to, to open the door on, on Batman, he starts to think about what Lex told him and how pathetic he is. And he, he doesn't perform his task and Batman easily takes out King Tut and then Riddler leaves and on his way out, he's like, I, I think I need a fresh start. I think it's time for me not to be the Riddler anymore. And, uh, you know, I, I've been on here saying that Riddler was one of my favorite Bat villains for like the longest time, but I couldn't really figure out why. And it turns out I just really liked the Paul Dini version when he was in Detective and he was a private investigator and, and you know, trying to prove he's better than Batman. And and this basically addressed all those things. It's like, well, why why is the Riddler a you know A level villain when all he does is leave riddles for Batman to defeat him? So if this does stick after Year of the Villain, I hope, I hope this leads to a different version of, of Riddler. If not, it's a really nice 
story that, you know, Riddler gets to self-reflect on why he even does all this. And, you know, at a certain point, he opens up his shirt, and you can see the the question mark from from where Jokes and Riddle carved onto his chest and whatnot. And, yeah, but, man, Mark Russell really, really with, with kind of the thinkers lately. Um, and, and the art's pretty good. Like, it's it's nothing, like, special, but it it handles, like, the silliness real well. It's kind of like Burn with, with uh, Wonder Twins to where, you know, you get to that big, huge, uh, like, um, scale with crocodiles underneath it uh, and whatnot. Um, and it looks silly. And there's, I just I was going through it again. But there's a story that Lex tells... Um, tells uh, Riddler about living in Smallville was there was a guy that lived next door to him and he was his name was Dale he was obsessed with tornadoes you know and the tornadoes that hit Smallville were never that huge but he basically lost his family only focusing on creating this tornado box and then finally one day the big tornado hit and it destroyed his house but as it destroyed his house it started a fire and Dale got cooked alive in his impenetrable tornado box and so he basically compares that to riddler is you've created this box of being the riddler and you're cooking yourself alive in it and then he goes well aren't you gonna you know give me something or a gift and joke that uh, uh joker uh, why is joker on my mind that's the second time i've done this talking about this issue it must be the the greens and the purples right between riddler and, and lex um but he just goes, I just gave you the gift. Um, so, yeah, it was a whole lot. I, I do recommend it, even though I just gave everything away. Definitely go back and read it if you guys have time. Because it, it is one of these that if if it does land and this goes forward, it's definitely the issue that signaled a new joke. Or, God damn it, again, a new Riddler. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to give this a nine. That's how much I enjoyed it. It was that good. All right. Excellent. Um, <clears throat> that was the last bit, though, so... Mm-hmm. That is the part of the show where we pick our favorites of the week. We do our favorite panel slash moment. We yeah. do our favorite cover, favorite art, and, of course, top five books of the week. So, uh, to kick off, uh, we'll start with uh, panel slash moment. Matt, what you got? Oh, it's easy. It's the last page of Leviathan. The... the uh... The other detectives. So good. Yeah, Connor. Uh, I'm gonna go with from Hawkman, where it the the shadows form into the the dragon, and it's that big two page spread reveal. Uh, that was pretty great. Cool, cool. Um, I I think I might go with Leviathan, but I think I want to go with uh, uh when. Plastic Man just sort of like jumps on his superman's back and says, "Take me with you," and he's like, "Yeah, I'll go pretty fast." He's like, "You know, I could take it." I'll go with that. That's, that's pretty favorite, good. That's my favorite exchange of the week. Uh, all right, favorite cover, Matt. It's it's the Flash variant. I'm just looking at it, and it it's got all the energy around him, mm. all the all the speed force. It's uh, well, it's an artist artist that I'm not. That's not you with. I'm not a big fan of that. Hello, Pantalina. I like it. I don't like the shape of his chest into his stomach area. Yeah, I'm okay. Kind it was out of event Leviathan, and I wanted to change it up. 
So yeah, uh, I want to go with the uh, Event Leviathan variant. Uh, uh, the Carrie Andrews cover. Uh, That's pretty nice. Very, very nice cover. Car. I'm gonna go with the the Hawkman variant. Um, yeah, it's pretty nice. Good mm. All right, uh, Matt. What's your favorite art of the week? Oh, it. Uh, Maleev in Leviathan. Easy. Uh, and I'm going to change my cover here because I didn't see this till just now. Okay. But the, the Frisian Wonder Woman with her missing the bracelet. That's nice. Yeah. That that That's my cover. Get rid of the Flash. It's Wonder Woman. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. But yeah. Maleev. Maleev with the hands down. Uh, Young Justice, though, should get a shout out. I really like the, the Tim. Yeah, I think Young Justice, uh, Batman and the Outsiders are both really solid uh, mm-hmm. picks for me, but Maleev Woods with... Uh, yeah. And obviously, Batman had good art as well, actually, that <laughs> we're talking yeah. about it. Uh, so, something really good. Even though Wonder Woman was underwhelming with art-wise and Flash wasn't exactly hitting out the park, uh, there was a lot of good art this week. So, um, no, uh, Maleev for me as well. Connor? Uh, I'm actually going to go with Clayman for Batman. Yeah. Uh, out of the before that I read, it was easily the best. Yeah, Hard to argue there. That's fair. Um, all right, so top five books, Matt. Go. So number one is Leviathan. Number two is Riddler. Number three is Young Justice. Number four is... Hmm. So I have to make decisions and remember what I created things. Um... Number four is Batman and the Outsiders, and number five is Wonder Twins. Cool, Connor. Um, but it's, it's Hawkman and then Wonder Woman. Okay. And then, I don't know, it's a toss-up between Flash and Batman, which way around it goes, isn't it? I mean, I'll give it to Batman just because of the art. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, My number one is... Probably Young Justice, actually. Oh, wow. No, actually, not what I'm talking about. No, no, I've Leviathan. I forget about Leviathan. Leviathan. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. And then Young Justice uh, is number two. And then number three is Batman and the Outsiders. Number four is Wonder Woman. And number five is... Uh, probably... What's that, a Flash of Batman? I'm just... Uh, I guess I'll go with Flash. I'll go with Flash. All right, there you go. That's my top five. Uh, I did remember to ask on Twitter about uh, the guys. Yeah, you did. The 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 world's favorite picks of the week. How late did you remember? Uh, it was quite late. It was only a couple hours before we started recording. Um, but hey, we got a couple. We got a couple of responses to read out for you. Uh, at Ryan Phil. Or Fally, uh, got to be Event Leviathan number four. Batman was okay, but kind of felt like a filler book. Gotham City Monsters was a nice surprise. So you got that there. At Comb Factor says Batman 78 was my favourite. Oh, interesting counter pick yeah. to us. Uh, I'm a sucker for Batcat Robads. The Riddler one shot and Event Leviathan are a close second and third. Gotham City Monsters looks promising. Also, Detective Comics wasn't too bad this week. Hawkman was as good as always. I might be dropping outsiders. So, uh, that was a nice comprehensive list. 
Um, yeah. At Tufty underscore W23, aka James, uh, who might have been mentioned, <laughs> just said, collapse on number three, all other answers need not be, need not apply. So, he, uh, being unusual self, um, and if I recall correctly, you did kind of, uh, promise to remember talking Superman's pick, because he said it himself earlier yeah, in the week. It was definitely Event Leviathan for him. So, uh, said that the, the art alone, he had never seen Superman's powers, like, for his sight, done in that way with the colors and the way the art was, uh. and just what it means going forward uh, for the DCU. So There was a Superman-related thing you say that got him on board. Weird, what a, what right? A shock. Uh, so that leads me to tell you what's coming next week from DC Comics. We have Aquaman 52. We have... In 52, I mean, come on, it's an important number of people. Yeah. Uh, we have Batman 79. We have uh, Flash Forward issue 1, which... Nope. I may read the first one. The poll that I am going against it right now is what Barry must feel with the Black Flash. Uh... Right? Like, I don't want to, but it's my favorite Flash. But it's my least favorite writer. But it's great I art. Mean... I could read that, or I could read one of the books I didn't get a chance to read this week instead. Uh-huh. Oh, wait, I forgot who's doing the art. Oh, hard pass. Yeah, it's Brett With Shana covers. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, it's, it's Shana on the covers, which is it's, it's this hate... really misleading little thing. I, I put it out of my brain so hard that I forgot it's Lobdell and Booth. I made that mistake in 2011. Not again. <laughs> never again. Uh, we have Inferior 5 issue 1, the sequel, the 12 issue sequel to Invasion is uh, starting next week. I'm kind of looking forward to this. It's intriguing. I'm intrigued by it. Uh, we got uh, Lex Luthor, You're the Villain, One Shot. We have Nightwing 64, uh, Supergirl 34, Superman 15, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. There's a lot of Superman-related books next week. Yeah. Um, T-Titans 34 is out as well, of course, uh, as is the Titans Burning Rage issue 2. That's the second of the reprints of the Walmart specials. Uh, and uh, Wonder, Woman. Wonder Woman come back to me as number three of uh, again the Walmart special reprints. There's, so. there's also Justice League 32, which he just skipped yes. right over. Did I? Yep. yep. You did. Also, the uh, Lex Luthor Year of the Villain is written by Jason Latour. So that should be that should be interesting. Um, Hit on yeah. yeah. So there you go. That's uh, what's coming yeah, that's next week on the show. Uh, at least all the ones we read anyway. Obviously, a couple of there will not be appearing on the show because we don't talk about them. Cause no. We don't read them. Uh, but that is uh, that is what's coming next week. So by all means, uh, let us know what you thought of the the books in the comments. This has been episode one seven. Oh, I've forgotten two. I want to say <laughs> one seven two uh, of the is, show. Yeah. Uh, so you can let us know what you thought of the books, uh, the comments. Uh, like and subscribe. You can support us in a couple of different ways. The the free way to support us is to rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Like and subscribe on YouTube, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you can support those financially by going to patreon.com slash TV. We can support us for as little as $1 per month and help keep all the content coming. Uh, not just the comics podcast, but also all the movie podcasts that we do and the TV reviews and everything else that, that happens. So go and have a look at all the other stuff uh, that, we, that we do. Some of it may be relevant and of, of interest to you. Um, you can hear me and Tim talk about horror movies on Screams After Midnight every week. Uh, in fact, next month for the Octoberthon 2019, you can hear me and Tim talk about horror movies every day. <laughs> if you're a patron. Well, 
I thought you guys were as a joke not doing it this year. No, and that, then never that, that coming was just, back that, until you do. That was Tim cracking a joke in the chat. That was I, not. But, but I saw it on Twitter, so that means it's official. No, you saw me show everyone how much of an idiot he is on Twitter. That is not the same thing as it being I confirmed. Mean, Thank you very it, much. It did feel a little bit like an announcement. <laughs> like a public statement. Not yeah. to worry. Our schedule is packed. We are recording uh, tomorrow. So uh, look forward to lots of horror movie reviews. Uh, but that is us. That has been comments for the multiverse. This has been uh, a lengthy one, thanks to uh, a lot of books and a lot of solicits and everything else. Uh, but we will see you next time. So keep reading DC Comics and always remember to never get lost in the Speed Force. And long live the Legion.